coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. And we're here once again to bring you all things movies. Uh, once again, not, not really seeing things in theaters these days, which is usually our focus, but we're still riding the movie train. Um, I know we've been, we've definitely left a big gap this time because uh, I had a lot of uh, stuff to deal with. I went through move recently. And of course, we have the normal uh, quarantine nonsense to deal with that's been holding us back. But other than that, like, we're back. We're ready to rock. Are we, oh, <laughs> I can't do I can't. Um, I was going to do a Russell Brand voice, but I decided against it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to rock? Welcome uh, to the famous Bourbon Room. <laughs> ah! um, we're so... I think we're better than ever. We're back and better than ever. That's what we should say. Um, is yeah. this like season four at this point? Is this season five? Sure. Season uh, season four, new and improved. New and improved. Uh, we're here. It's really, we're just like, at this point, we're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks because we're covering things. There's nothing new. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Little has changed uh, in the world since last we spoke. Uh, we're still dealing with the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The thing is, though, apparently some theaters are starting to open up. Um, internationally, theaters yes. have been open for like the last week. Um, and they started watching uh, Tenet over there, <laughs> yes, which is, uh, yeah, it's just great. They're, the Europeans are just moving on without us. Um, I mean, well, good, good for yeah, them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what's the more surprising part is that theaters here are opening up next week. Apparently. I have a theater right near me. I, I made sure when I moved that once again, I'd be very close to a movie theater. Right. Uh, it, it was a necessity. It's not very useful right now, but someday maybe it'll be useful. Um, but apparently it's going to be opening this Friday, which does not seem like a great idea to me. Um. I'm going to say no, it's not. That seems terrible. I can tell you that mine are not opening yet. Yeah, it's it's weird and a bit troubling. And what's stranger is that it's opening up so people can see uh, New Mutants and that <laughs> Russell Crowe movie that came out. Wait, what, uh, like, is that Unhinged? Which one is Yes, he? Unhinged. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm like, these are not the movies that I would risk it all to go see um but you know <laughs> i got covid going to see <laughs> your mileage may vary for all i know people may i mean people have been waiting a while to see new mutants Man, uh listen if i went and saw new mutants and i got covid19 while doing it it would be like the most perfect poetic justice that has ever like befallen me like it's like after all this time that i've like shit on the new mutants trying to come out and it not working and then i go see it and then immediately get sick that would be just like chef's kiss as they say. <laughs> that would definitely go on your tombstone it's like caught covid19 while watching new mutants in yes. theaters i like that we're assuming in this plot line i die <laughs> from it <laughs> <laughs> that's all that'll just make it that much more poetic you got you gotta do it for the do it for the tombstone man 
Come on. <laughs> die for the tombstone. Realistically, I have asthma. I probably would die. So, oh, um. oh no. <laughs> it's the new do it for the gram. Um, do it for the vine. Do it for the tombstone. Hmm. <laughs> Do it for the vines on your tombstone. Do it for, yes. Well, the you as we know, my tombstone will have a series of screens to play vines. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of those kind of vines, but yes, it should. It definitely should. Um, that's what do it for the vine is the thing. That's what people said. Yeah, but people also say do it for the gram. And do it like, for the vine definitely came first. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, what do you say now? Do it for the TikTok. Like, do it for the Instagram Reels trademark. Um, <laughs> oh um, no! <laughs> but I guess TikTok until our fearless leader bans it. Over. I thought that was supposed to happen on a random Saturday in early August. It was supposed to be gone from the U.S. App Store, but so yeah. far it's still there. <laughs> Any day now, I'm sure it'll just overnight. Well, it'll be gone. Wake um, up and it'll be gone. That's cool. Um, that's definitely our top priority right now as a country is getting rid of TikTok. Um, so yeah, the the biggest news in movies right now is those movies coming out. Presumably, I mean, Tenet is supposed to open here soon too, right? I think that's uh, coming out. Isn't it delayed here for a little bit? Um, Tenet. I mean, New Mutants is definitely opening here, right? Um, Maybe yeah. September, yeah. Um, September 3rd is apparently the tenant release date here. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll, I want to see it. I really don't want to see it. Like, I don't, I'm not getting COVID for that either. Um, yeah. And that's so. a shame because I feel like that one would be really good to see in theaters. But I'm like, I'm, I'm not seeing that anytime soon. I well, hope it sticks around. Isn't the whole reason they've had so many troubles is because Nolan is like, it must be released in theaters and we can't do this other thing. And <laughs> even though like, oh, the yeah. smart, it was like this whole thing because he wouldn't let them do like the the like home theater release well and he's being really strict about it too like apparently he's not letting drive-in show it in areas where they're not opening the indoor theaters yet so you they, you only get to show it in a drive-in if the other theaters are open in your area as well what wait what's <laughs> the logic there well he doesn't want i he wants to preserve the indoor cinema experience or he doesn't want to give drive-ins a leg up i don't know but uh that is yeah, it is, that is he is being absolutely ridiculous it's embarrassing <laughs> the way he's acting like we're it's in a very... pandemic dude you're like weird purism about like and i get it we are movie theater people we like going too but like your weird purism about it it's like not this is not the time for it like yeah i mean usually i see him as like one of the protectors of the cinema experience which is starting to slip away but right now is like nah, not the right. time you know right. we've got it we've all got to make sacrifices right now and right. uh that's a big one what a weirdo god i know we got that yep that's going on and um otherwise we've got we've gotten some interesting trailers recently um the the new Batman trailer came out with Robert Pattinson. Wait, did the trailer come out or did just images come out? There was a, just the image. There was a trailer. There did you not see the trailer? What? No. Go watch, I didn't see the Batman trailer. Go watch the trailer. Go watch it. I didn't know there was a Batman trailer. Um, 
what happens in it? (laughs) (laughs) There's, he's like, he's following clues to find the Riddler. Oh my God. There was a full fucking trailer. Seriously. (laughs) Go watch it. Go watch it. I will. Do you want me to watch it right now? Yeah, watch it. Watch it now. I'll cut it out and we can both react. Oh, we're getting, we're getting, uh, okay. So that's that. I honestly had no idea the trailer had actually come out for that. Um, Honestly, who knows when you texted me, I feel like I just had a three-day bender, so like, <laughs> I don't really know. Um, so, yeah, that looks good. Um, it's They've confirmed that it's in a different universe, right, Like than the rest of the DCEU. This is like a, a side universe I think or so, yeah. It's definitely not the same Batman as like the Snyderverse thing that's going on. So, like, is it like joker vert like is it in the same universe as joaquin <laughs> phoenix i i don't think so i think i think that's like a standalone too like it's, it's just extremely complicated and <laughs> they need to figure some things out i also why like why are they making a batman movie but in a separate universe is is it because they're still thinking maybe ben affleck will like do it like is what's going on um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. I like. I feel like they they're the plan is they're going to make more Robert Pattinson Batman movies, right? But the, I don't think they're going to work him into like the Snyder movies. Like he's going to just show up in the new, the next Justice League movie or whatever. Could you fucking imagine? Robert Pattinson in Justice League with like <laughs> Gal Gadot just like fighting like whoever like what whatever the next big villain is gonna be like Brainiac or whatever like and they're just like we're doing it like <laughs> um uh Lobo it's just like who was the villain in the first one I don't even remember the Justice League I don't know I didn't no, see was it, it Dark Sea oh okay I was like was it Dark Side like what what I don't remember the first fucking Justice League other than like it was really ugly at moments. Um, <laughs> that's not even a drag. It just was. It was like kind of an okay movie, but it wasn't great. Um, I really thought you saw it. I thought we talked about it. Hmm. I've got some memory combing to do. I've seen Batman versus Superman. Well, I know that because I know <laughs> how strongly you feel about Batman versus Superman. I stopped um, watching them after that one. I was just like, I can't do that anymore. Well, they've all changed. They're all very different. Well, this one looks like it's more in line with like the grim, dark Batman versus Superman, um, like m- mode. Oh, I can't talk. Um, but like they'd started to go like silly with like Shazam and Wonder Woman and yeah, uh, and Aquaman. Well, and yeah, I saw those ones. I just assumed that anything that Snyder was directing was going to be more Batman versus Superman. Right. Also, Birds of Prey. That was fun. Um, yeah, I like Birds of Prey. Um, I've been watching all the one-offs. I just I don't want to see the big universe. Is Birds movies. of Prey really a one-off though? Because it's a sequel to Suicide Squad. Well, I I, I mean it's like they're, they're side characters. You know, it's not yeah. like the big meetup movie. Yeah, it's yeah. like like Thor Ragnarok is like a, a similar. I guess there's really no uh, like. Plan uh, like the DCEU just is sort of like a mess. It's like no, there's really no through line. Um, so it's I don't a lot really know what's going more on. More scatter shot than Marvel, certainly. 
I kind of like that it's a mess, though, so I'm okay with it. Like, it's a little bit better than Marvel's tightly structured whatever. Like, it's more fun to witness all right. happening. Um, I feel like it's resulted in some more interesting side movies. And just choices. Like, yeah. like if it weren't such a mess, I don't think we'd be about to get a Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Like That's true, yeah. You know? Um, if they had it all figured out from the start, we never would have gotten that. Um, so, good for that. Good job for them not knowing what they were doing. I really want to see the Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Oh, yeah. It looks it looks tight. Oh, I just mean because it's Robert Pattinson, but yeah, also it looks pretty good. Um, oh, of course. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm watching all the Pattinson movies after good time. He's just been that great. It's post good time and pre good time. <laughs> I we have to do that because if we say pre good time, we're including the Twilight Saga, and we can't do <laughs> no. That. Um, so we've got limits here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy that he did that. He did Twilight. Um, no, okay. like <laughs> you gotta you gotta do what you can to get your career started. And That's true. I think I think he he picked well. Right. He got in and got out and then started making good stuff. Is that so is that the only <clears throat> new trailer we got other than Wonder Woman, the new Wonder Woman 84 trailer? Yes, out? that came out um, as well. But we, we didn't get like a trailer for The Flash or anything like that, right? Like I'm not going crazy here. I don't think I saw anything okay. like that. Okay. Yes, the Wonder Woman trailer has a fun cat person in it that yeah, has already given us some cats 2019 vibes I'm worried we're gonna see like some some cat dancing um kristen wig looks very interesting in it it gave me really strong like nostalgia vibes for like uma thurman and batman and robin when she like starts out as like a nerdy scientist girl and then like oh yeah eats some ingests chemical or whatever and suddenly is like sexy with her teased hair and being like oh i'm a villain and i have too much makeup on like kristen wig <laughs> undergoes that same transformation it appears so that's going to be interesting to see how they make that not look real hokey but um i'm fine with it being real hokey though i mean like me too yeah i yeah. enjoyed those batman villain transformations those were fun i also like michelle pfeiffer turning into the Catwoman. that was very oh that's iconic i completely love batman returns um so yes, agreed on that one. But um, yeah. Also notable, I think, in the Wonder Woman trailer is that you can really tell that they shot part of this movie in DC. Like, yeah. as as someone who's seen a lot of DC and has seen a lot of movies that are supposed to be set in DC but are obviously not set in DC, this one, like, you can tell they at least did some uh, time shooting in DC, which is nice. Yeah, you can always tell. They'll be like, this is in New York City. And I'll be like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, uh, be real with you. That's not what any part of New York City looks like. But thank you. Um, okay, just show a flyover of the Empire State Building and then the rest of it is shot in Toronto. And <laughs> Yes, right. So that happens a lot. Um, or like downtown Atlanta. Um, and it's like, well, that's not the same. Thank you. Um, that... This is a completely non sequitur. That reminds me of over the weekend when I was watching Rock of Ages for the time. And I <laughs> noticed that um, I was thinking about how the first time I watched it, I distinctly recall texting and being like, why are they showing the Chrysler building? This is in LA. I don't get it. But it's clearly meant to be a different location. And it took me like weeks to figure that out because every time I watched it, I was drunk. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, I like they just are mixing cities up. <laughs> 
And so, but then I have since realized. Wait, why were they showing the Chrysler building? Um, so it's at the part where, oh my God, it's at the part where they, um, where Stacey Jacks, AKA Tom Cruise is calling, uh, the manager of the Rolling Stone Rolling Stone newspaper. (laughs) And it's what's his face. Um, TJ Miller. What's his face from, uh, yeah, I was going to say from Silicon Valley, but, um, and so they're calling him and, and he's in New York to answer the phone because that's where the magazine is based or whatever. And so, yeah, they're showing that they're in a different location. And it's also like significantly later. All right. See, you know, I hadn't picked up on that part. Uh, Also, if you can tell from the fact that I'm sort of filling in bits of information here about Rock of Ages, uh, (laughs) it's because since the recording of the last episode, I have watched Rock of Ages. Uh, a couple times. A couple fact. times. I was gonna say, let's not. A couple let's times. Not leave it at uh, just watched it. It's um. No. Uh. Yeah. Uh. So here we are. Things have gone downhill very quickly. Matt has gotten me on the train, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, we've watched this several times. Um, over like FaceTime or whatever, which is has been kind of fun. It's been like FaceTime and, and Zoom. <laughs> um, it's like it's like a a semi weekly ritual now. Yeah. At this point, it really is. It's yeah. Um, the the best moment so far has been when I found out on Sunday that you like Letterbox doesn't want me to log a movie twice in a row in my diary um, <laughs> because I tried to log the fact that I did in fact watch Rock of Ages three times in one day, um, in one sitting. In fact, and there was a break in between with Sweeney Todd. Sort of, we didn't actually finish Sweeney Todd because Teddy wanted to start. <laughs> No, because we wanted to put on Rock of Ages again, but then Teddy wanted to to rest. Anyway, um, I'm <laughs> referring to you in the third person as you're right here. And so um, I found out after logging Rock of Ages the first time and then Sweeney Todd and then Rock of Ages and then trying to log Rock of Ages for that third time that it doesn't want me to do it. <laughs> for that it's like time. you're just spamming it, aren't you? Yeah, well, every time I try, it doesn't appear in my diary. Like, um, nobody would so, watch the same movie three times in a row. Well, I think it's a little bit ridiculous that they assume nobody will watch a movie back to back. I think people do, like, it's not, like, super common, but I feel like a lot of people have had those movies where they're like, I just watched this, but I need to watch it again. Like, you know, especially with, like, rom-coms and stuff like that. Like, people, people do, do that, that, yeah. Um, um, so I, I'm like... Come on, people will do this. You should let us have this right here. Uh, also, you're messing up my watch count of this movie. Like, <laughs> oh god, I haven't even thought about the fact that Letterbox is like keeping track of how many times you've seen this. It's it's like 19 right now, um, which oh is wrong god. because there's definitely been nights where like I watch it and <laughs> forget to log it. Um, so, but that's where that's where we stand right now. Oh my god. <laughs> Fortunately, it's not even the latest yeah. movie in my diary because I watched it. I watched four movies yesterday. Um, wow. I nice. know. Yeah, 19. Yeah. I was right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen it like four times now, maybe five. Yeah. It's already That's way cool. more than I would have ever anticipated. So thanks, Matt. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. I got to say, there's something about it that does really appeal to me in this quarantine time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's upbeat fun there's people rocking out and partying which none of us get to do right now right so uh you absolutely don't have to think while you're watching it there's just like no brain power involved whatsoever in rock of ages 2012 
when we watch this over FaceTime or whatever, there's long periods during which we're barely watching the movie. We're just like recounting our favorite parts as they're about to come <laughs> <I> up. <know. laughs> they're like, oh, we're almost to where the Z guys come up. The Z guys. We are very obsessed with the Z guys in that movie. <laughs> and this is a very, this is the most alarming aspect to our current trend um Get, getting it's just the, here. the obsession with the z guy yes um, yes oh, well all the songs in rock of ages are covers of like big 80s hits uh right. like hair metal type stuff yeah. except for one song which is the song that is sung by a fake pop group that yes. like the the male lead he has like a big dream of being a rock star but then he sells out to the man and yeah. joins a pop group and then they're called the Z guys and they have one song that they sing in the movie and it's really, really bad. It's so bad. It is so impossibly bad. Um, there's a sexy line about breastfeeding. So like that tells you what the song really is. Um, oh and so it's, but it's like, there's something very catchy about it. Also, um, if you're listening to this and you can explain to us what, you got L O V, baby. I could be the E means. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Yeah, because I can't wrap my head around. We're really lost mean. on that one. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. What is what is L O V and what is the E? Is E ecstasy? Could he be ecstasy? <laughs> I don't um, think. I I feel like it's still too early for ecstasy. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think ecstasy was really a hit at the time. Um, if you will. Uh, mm. Yeah. It's worth noting that their one music video is directed by Eli Roth. Um, <laughs> yes, that is a great part where Eli Roth comes up in the movie. We're always like, excited try- for that. <laughs> he says, I'm trying to make you look cool, but you got to not suck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think that you can't make this pop boy band look cool. Um, they're clearly meant to be like a new kids on the block type, like trendy of the 80s. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. I think you could definitely tell that by how like they they all have matching names like Donnie Z, Joshy Z, <laughs> Kevy <Like>, Z, <laughs> me, <laughs> Joey Z. Um, oh my God, it's such a bad song. Double um, the E, double the double Z, the e, double the flavor. flavor. Um, we've lost it, and <laughs> um, like watching the movie now. Sometimes I'll just like if I watch it by myself, which still happens, very upsetting. I will just like be quoting it back at it as I'm watching it. I'm just like going back and forth with the movie. And then I'm like, I have to stop like something. I need an intervention. My therapist (laughs) doesn't think so though. My therapist thinks it's good for me. Your therapist is is pro rock of ages. Yeah. Well, clearly it's how I'm coping right now. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, there are way worse ways I could be coping than watching once a week at a minimum. It's it's not, it's not the most destructive coping mechanism out there. So we, we definitely encourage anyone out there who has a comfort movie. You don't have to feel any guilt about watching the same movie over and over again or watching what other people consider a lame movie. Cause (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we sure aren't i think, think the thing doing. that has really helped propel rock of ages is that this seemed to be the summer that like there were multiple like 80s hair metal ads on tv and like like you were watching what 30 rock that one day and they referenced it like there's just been like a lot of like little things that like built it up into this like mythos now like it has its own like 
world in my mind that's like, true everything is like rock of ages now yeah like 80s <laughs> 80s hair metal is also having a little bit of a cultural moment right now um not in any sort of like big definable way but i feel like we've seen two different commercials yeah it's that the, have been it's the 80... geico one and then the snickers one. yeah they've been 80s snickers, rock right? themed it's, uh i think dr so. pepper i can't remember what it is oh it's yeah the, it's dr it's dr it's the pepper. one where they do yeah they're yeah. doing what, what song do they do in that one it, I don't, don't they do um a song from rock of ages it's um isn't it um we're motoring is it that one yes is yeah that one <laughs> except they sing cream soda and yes yes so it is like a it's a soda so it's like dr pepper or whatever yeah yeah um, it's, it's dr pepper and then the geico commercial which features the band rat in it the rat problem yeah. um the rat problem <laughs> So, I love that commercial. I'm really sad that Rat is not in Rock of Ages 2012. Um, that's all I'm going to say. It seems like an be. oversight. They should have put something round I mean, in there. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> it should have been in there somewhere. Uh, maybe in the sequel. We're all rooting for a sequel of some sort. These you never days, know. It's you know? been eight years. They could do it. Um, <laughs> will Tom come back? Will Tom Cruise come back as Stacy Jacks? That's what maybe, I want. Maybe. Yeah, um, we all want to see what happens to Drew and his dreams of stardom. Um, yes, I'm so and, and well. What about Sherry? I want to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sherry and her sure hair, her her nice hair at all, all times. Um, yeah. Did the love between Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand work out? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I need to know. That's complicated. And and does does Catherine Zeta Jones stay with the rock lifestyle after she's moved back into it? Apparently, as seen and in the last scene with the, her mayor ex probably at this point who like i don't know what his deal is he like loves having women like beat him down at all times like verbally emotionally physically all of it he's just like please oh i guess he's just a sub you know <laughs> that's just his sometimes, thing apparently <laughs> sometimes we're just into that um what a weird movie <laughs> um, it's very strange the cast the, the cast is very welcome. surprising just so many big names it's pretty stacked i yeah. would say there's a lot of a lot to love in the cast um unfortunately the least memorable part of the cast is the two leads uh yeah and julianne huff and diego Bonetta. well they had um, to cast some people who could actually sing for those roles so they that's true they, they had more to be... limited in who they could put in there yes that is true they they couldn't like do like character and they had to be able to like do some big belting at moments yeah. so um i guess that makes sense but it is a shame that they're the like the blandest part i mean and that's saying something because it's not a particularly great movie i can recognize that <laughs> as an objective re reviewer um so saying that they're the blandest part is like okay like this is a movie that like really takes like templates and just is like well, let's not do anything with these let's just throw things yeah um <laughs> but Anyway, that's Rock of Ages 20. Yeah. I could talk about it for literally the next two hours. So we, we should. Oh, yeah, we should. And I'm that. sure it'll uh, come up again at some point. Uh, so keep in mind, yeah. keep, stay tuned for more Rock of Ages segments. Yeah. Uh, that's going to, it's going to, maybe it's going to be like the new Saw in that we like reference it almost well, every other we episode. Have, we regularly <laughs> have, a, have a reference to it. Yeah. Um, I just want everyone to know in advance that if it is ever like back on Broadway or whatever, like the stage show, I will probably 
actually lose my mind <laughs> and we will have to take a podcast trip to go see well, they were, um, there's like a zero percent chance of they were doing touring uh, shows when the pandemic hit so well you see so i know this because i very recently bought merch from the rock of ages tour merch <laughs> store um, yes yes you did I, like a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, and some buttons. So I'm just saying that I bought multiple things from the Rock and <laughs> store. Um, my entire identity is being taken over. Yeah. And I feel helpless. I don't know if we've it. discussed that recently, how you've like just sort of transformed into an 80s rocker <laughs> throughout the course of this. Um and I, I'm not one to point fingers as I've been going through my own sort of characters and archetypes throughout this, but you have definitely, like, I know for a fact you have multiple, like, denim vests at this point. Yep, yep, I do. <laughs> denim vests. Um, and you're always wearing the the bandana headband. Yep, and I have, I have come into a bunch of band t-shirts that I didn't <laughs> have before necessarily. Some I did have, but not all of them. So... You know, it's happening. Um, I've got a really terrible warrant t-shirt that um, <laughs> should not be seen by the light of day. Although one time I did wear it out in public and I was like, hmm, this is a mistake. Granted, public for me is like, I'm taking a walk to the park. So, because <laughs> there's yep. nowhere else to go in this city. Um, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that is that is the latest Rock of Ages update. Um and before we get into the two movies that we're thinking about discussing tonight, uh, is there anything else you've seen recently that you think is worth mentioning? Yeah, there is. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, okay. Wow. That was weird. Um, <laughs> um, All right. Okay. <laughs> we're doing it. Um, so I have started watching Lovecraft Country. It's not a movie, but I think everybody who likes horror should watch Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Um, very fun. It's on HBO. Um, we're only two episodes deep. So, you know, you've got time to catch up. Uh, also, importantly, I recently watched the Shudder movie Host, which was completely directed, produced, conceived in quarantine, and it was shot in quarantine using webcams. Um, oh yeah, I've heard a lot about that one. Really good. It was scary. It's like an hour long, like, um, so it's very brisk. Uh, it's good. It is a definitely like a seance possession type movie. So, you know, how that goes. Um, they do make really good use of like the idea of like zoom filters at one point. There's like a really good scare. Uh, so just know it's good and it's out there. If you have shutter, you should watch it. Um, I really enjoyed it. There's been some other good stuff out there. I don't really know. I've watched a lot of movies lately because there'll be days where I don't watch anything. And then the next day I'll be like, and today I will now watch four movies back to back to back to back. Um, so like some, sometimes I watch a lot of good things. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> sometimes I don't. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What about you? What have you been watching? Well, um, I've watched this week. I've watched the ones that we're talking about tonight. Sure. Uh, I've been rewatching a lot of old favorites. I, uh, I rewatched the social network, mm. which I Classic. think, yeah, it holds up so well. It's like, it's, it's amazing to think that this movie came out just a few years after Facebook was founded. 
And now it's like it like the movie already sort of grasped how immensely important it was going to be today. My favorite uh, thing about The Social Network is how it came out and people were like, this movie wasn't really nice enough to Mark Zuckerberg. And now we're all like, mm, maybe it was too nice. <laughs> um, yeah, too nice. People were like, how dare they like make him look uh, like personable and stuff like that that movie is very harsh on my, my <laughs> i think it's about as harsh as it should be yes <laughs> um so yeah i love that movie it's no secret that that was at one point i considered it my favorite movie so um big fan big 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 fan love that rewatch for you i just realized it's been so long that there are actually so many things i've seen i could talk forever continue <laughs> yeah um, same, I'm, same i'm looking through my diary on letterbox i'm like course. it's really been that long okay um i've been content i'm just totally taking over from you now sorry um <laughs> i have been continuing my trend of watching an entire like franchise on weekends yes yes um so i've been doing that i yeah i i did all of the mad max movies um that's only four movies so that really wasn't that hard although there was a brief moment where i thought i was going to be obsessed with we don't need another hero by tina turner from <laughs> mad max beyond thunderdome you almost um, got distracted i almost got distracted well it almost became a thousand years by christina perry but for august oh god no. um remember in may when all i listened to was a thousand years by christina perry that was a dark um, time dark time that was a really dark time it's still whenever it comes on i still do go fair like i'm like all right uh, it's time to just go in um most importantly i watched all eight texas chainsaw massacre movies in one day jesus it, it was like it was heinous it it's eight movies and like it's kind of funny because like the first four even though some of those are like there's some bad stuff in the first like four movies. Like they're like some of it is not good, right? Right. <laughs> um, but it is way more bearable than when we get into the 2003 reboot and sequel, and then the the prequels that happen. Um, oh yeah, I've heard those are not good. Well, I really like the first remake. First of all, the one with Jessica Biel. From oh yeah, I mean that one. Good. That one um, has has some uh, good parts, definitely. Yeah, but. They are way more graphic, way more just like gross. And there is, it's four movies in a row like that. And I was just like sitting there like that mid 2000s version of like gory horror that was like so trendy for yeah. a while. I was like, this is not really a fun movie to watch back to back to back. <laughs> um, no. And it was something else, I will say. Um, it, I was, I was at it until 4 a.m., uh with two naps <laughs> there were only like 30 minute naps and the first nap literally came after the first movie i was like oh, i need to lie down um, oh <laughs> um waking up from but, a nap and then watching texas chainsaw massacre 2 <laughs> well, texas chainsaw massacre 2 was fun just like uh, straight into the insanity though like I, I love that movie it is bonkers it's so weird yeah that one's really good yeah and then it then there was the one with like Matthew McConaughey and there's the one where Matt Bomer is in it for some reason. Um, listen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a weird franchise, and what I learned from it is that Leatherface is unfortunately like the least identifiable of like the slasher villains. Like I have no idea what Leatherface's motives are at any given time. I'm like, what's your point? Like, like I I mean identifiable because he looks like he does, but what exactly is your goal here? Unfortunately, when they tried to give him motives. They ended up 
saying you should feel sorry for Leatherface. And I was like, well, he murders people and cuts their faces off and wears them. So like, no, we, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> we got to draw a line here somewhere. Yeah, um, they really yeah. tried though. They tried it really hard in like Texas Chainsaw 3D from like 2013, um, starring what's her name. She was recently in We Summon the Darkness. Man, I can't remember her name, but, um, and oh, Trey Songs is also in that one. Very important <laughs> because Songs. it was, it was a 2010s movie and that's how you know. Um, um, and God, what? Oh, Leatherface, just the one called Leatherface that came out in like 2017. Um, so they both really wanted you to feel bad for Leatherface at moments. And I was like, well, yeah. it was, and like, it was weird to see that in a 2017 movie. By 2017, I think we all knew that we weren't doing that anymore. There was that <laughs> trend in like the late 2000s and 2010s where we wanted to make all of our villains hashtag relatable. Like when that Nightmare on Elm Street remake was like, Freddy Krueger is actually a sympathetic hero because he didn't get due process. And it's like, well, no, he's fucking not. He was a pedophile. And, uh, he's the worst kind of criminal. Um, so, like, you know, it, I thought by 2017 we were kind of over that, but, you know, not really. Actually, that one was better. Yeah. Anyway. That's what I've been watching. That sort of thing. Please go on with your your movies before I take. Uh, yes. Well, uh, I've also been watching a couple of just like random horror movies that I've been meaning to get to. I watched uh, The Cell from two thousand, I think. Um, uh, what's his face? Vince D'Onofrio um, and um, yeah, no, the director, the director. Oh, uh, oh God, who is that? Is the guy who made The Fall? Um, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we're thinking of the same one then. That's what I needed to know. Um, cell, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up. I am opening Tarsam yes. Singh. Yes, Tarsam Singh. Um, and it's the one with J with J. Yeah, 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 and J Lo, yeah, and, and yeah, it's yeah. very good. Um, it's really fucking weird, is what it is. It's so weird. I love the <laughs> surreal imagery in that. Every time they're like going inside his head and seeing mm -hmm. it, it's so creepy and like strange and weird. Um. Very psychological movie. Very interesting. Um, uh, also, one other horror movie I wanted to make mention of. This is not a good movie, but uh, I watched the 2017 film Truth or Dare. Um, <laughs> which I remember the night you did that. Um, as you may know, on this podcast, we've talked about the film uh, Truth or Dare 2018 multiple times directed by uh, Jeff Wadlow directed by Jeff Wadlow who directed uh, also directed Blumhouse Fantasy Island and a bunch of like and cry underscore wolf yeah. <laughs> bad but like very interesting horror movies yes um and like after seeing this movie I'm like huh you know truth or dare 2018 wasn't that bad <laughs> right and it's like it feels like it, it's actually it was okay um it, <laughs> compared to it's that like one. it has a lot of the same premise where it's like you you're forced to play truth or dare or else you die but also the dares are making you die but it's like it's done so much less fun fun it's like it's it's such a less fun movie like truth or dare 2018 has a lot of like goofy and fun moments and like a, a weird mix between comedy and humor. Uh, there's no humor in this. And like all the way that it, it, it does the, the rules of this film don't make sense. The rules of the 2018 film don't make sense either. Let me be clear about that. But this one just makes even less sense. 
I personally love when the horror movie rules don't make sense. It's just like at this point, why? You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just, the thing is, um, like, I like it when, uh, the thing I liked about the 2018 one was that like the dares were more survivable so that it's like, oh yeah, it's probably going to get you eventually, but like, maybe you can make it through the next round. So many of these like ramped it up to just being like, oh, kill yourself or kill your right. friend yeah, yeah, so yeah. quickly that it's like, okay, well, everyone's just going to be dead right away. It, there's a lot less drama and tension there. There was like maybe one or two entertaining moments of this movie, but I can't recommend it. It's just, it's, it's such a waste of time, but what maybe watch the 2018 one. I began the, the one thing about it was that it made me see a little more of the value in the 2018. Film. The, I, so my thing with the 2018 was that I think it's a perfect, like grab a bottle of wine and watch the drink, the whole bottle while watching this one. <laughs> like, um, like that that's what it's good for and that's really what jeff wadlow is like that's like his like i wonder if he knows that that's like his niche now like it's like these really bad weird teen supernatural horror films um yeah I, you um, know um, i also think i'm i'm i feel some like desire to like rationalize his existence as a director just because I know that he has connections to UVA via Katie Couric. Um, yes. And like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, we're sort of like, you know, well, you know, I, connected, I, I hadn't so. seen any of his films, uh, before he made, well, actually before he made kick-ass too, that was the first of his that I saw. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. And that came out like right before truth of dare. And I just knew that he had the connection to UVA. So I was like, oh, filmmaker Jeff Wadlow has made this movie. How is it? And I'm like, oh, 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 no. Oh, no. But, you know, I'm, I'm swinging around on him these days. I'm coming back to, like, maybe Jeff Wadlow is kind of good. He's what just I, do, doing something very specific. I have a, a need right now for the specific, like, niche of horror that his movies fill and that is just like that like very bland like there's no character to any of the villains like they like the villains in his movies could all be like airlifted out and put into a different movie like it's like they're all just like these demons who do weird big smiles and have like creepy <laughs> eyes like, and then all, like the faceless surgeon in blumhouse fantasy island yeah like there's no there's no originality to these villains there's no interesting motive there's no anything it's just like we are now doing this um and so i have a need for that kind of movie right now and so it really works for me in my brain even though i have not watched a jeff wadlow movie since quarantine started but in my head i understand what you're doing um <laughs> i say that as somebody who yesterday watched like four of the shittiest horror movies that I could possibly find back to back to back to back. <laughs> so, you know, cause I watched the third, I know what you did last summer movie yesterday and also oh sorority God. row and also a 2017 movie starring Logan Paul. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that you found multiple movies that feature Logan Paul recently. What was the I other do one? I do remember that happening, but oh! <laughs> 80s musical that I watched, um, a uh, Valley Girl, the Valley Girl musical that just came out. Oh my god, <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes, that was it. Yeah, he was in a and musical. It, oh it my starred god. him and the girl from um, Happy Death Day. And at one point, Logan Paul's character is named Mickey, and so they sang Hey Mickey at him. Um, <laughs> Because it's, it's an 80s musical. But I watched it not because Logan Paul was in it, 
Although I did watch it because the Happy Death Day girl was in it. Because it but was an 80s musical, right? I watched it because it was an 80s musical, and I had just watched Rock of Ages, and I was like, I still need some 80s. Um, it did not fill the same role because I don't want 80s pop right now. I want 80s rock. So, oh my God. You know, um, but yes, I did watch that movie with Logan Paul. Um, that was a bit longer ago. At this point, the beginning of the summer, I was a different person. So, like, if we could not call that person me that'd be nice <laughs> we've um, gone through so many changes over the past um, few months not really it's just been one change and the one change has been <laughs> i now live in 1985 um, changes oh god um, <laughs> sorry matt can't come to the phone 80s matt is here though why because he's dead um <laughs> um yeah i don't recommend the 2017 horror movie can't take it back starring logan paul and noah centineo it was unspeakably bad <laughs> and also was just friend request except for i think this movie might have come no friend request was technically 2016 i think um right but it just released here a little bit later um i can't I, everything else i watched yesterday and we'll talk about one of them soon um i can sort of recommend like, sorority row was kind of fun uh that was the have you seen sorority row uh no i have not seen that oh well it has carrie fisher in it oh um <laughs> okay she is the house mother at a sorority of like the it's one of those movies that came oh out in like the 2000s where like and they're sort of better about this now in like movies about teens but it's like one of those movies where it's like it'd be like a group of best friends and like none of them are in like the same group of teenagers like identity wise they're all very different and it's like this just like doesn't happen like like there is <laughs> Right, it's Not like, like the, the jock hanging out with the nerd, yeah, and the music and the music kid, and love. rumor Willis is in it as like the nerdy sorority girl, and then like there's like the main girl is like this like super queen bee diva type, and she's like mean, and it's like. These people would not hang out and be friends. They just like <laughs> would like this would not occur, and like they also probably like one sorority would not have such a like a weird smorgasbord of identity like a sorority probably has a bunch of girls who are the same not that all sororities are like that but like they're gonna be people who are friendly like like I mean, they're not gonna like people in general associate with people similar to them exactly. in at least some aspects like they're nobody's gonna, gonna like, be completely different about yeah, all you're not aspects. hanging out with like people who are just like complete opposites from you and like interests and like like everything it was like the same in i'll always know what you did last summer like it was like these like preppy kids were hanging out but also their best friend was like in a like breaking benjamin style band and one of them was like a mechanic <laughs> and i was like um in small towns I, as somebody who's from one that's not what happens people like stick to their little groups and like, someone was in a butt rock band and that yeah it's a girl too she's like the <laughs> front of a that they have one song that they sing in the movie in front of a series of american flags to be fair it's on fourth of july and um it it just says to depths with you, baby. And I don't know what it means. I was like, to depths with you, baby. To like, depths. are you casting baby to depths? Or are you like, what is happening? To depths? Um, oh yeah, that movie was also pretty bad. Um, oh, dear. And there was absolutely nobody of note in that film that I'm aware of. I will say that the poster features people who I don't think are actually in the movie. So that's pretty iconic. Uh, just like a really good, <laughs> Classic. great, great deal. Um, and, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, 
before we move on to our discussion movies of this week, I just wanted to be able to plug a series as well. Since you name checked Lovecraft Country, I want to give, I want to encourage people to see Umbrella Academy. Uh, the second season just came out for that, and it's very good. The first episode of the second season starts off like crazy right away. Uh, it's really good. And I hadn't watched the first season, so I just started and watched the first season. Now I'm working on the second season. Uh, it's very good. I like it. And uh, it is uh, executive produced by a uh, 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 friend of the show, Gerard Way. <laughs> He's not really a friend of the show, but he will be one day. He's a friend of me in my heart. Yes. Um, I love Gerard. Live for Gerard. I have read the Umbrella Academy graphic novels. Um, slash comics. I also have them as single issues. Um, I love them. I love Umbrella Academy, and I need to watch the show, and I know this, okay? I am very aware of this. But I have a problem. And it's that anytime I go to watch something, it becomes Rock of Ages. So <laughs> we've seen this recently. Yes. You, you start watching something else and then all of a sudden it's like, but what if? And it'll be like, I'll be like partway through and I'll be like, what if I were watching Rock of Ages right now? Like how different would my life be if right now I were watching Rock of Ages? Wouldn't I just be so much happier if I was just watching Rock of Ages? The answer is yes. I just want to hear them saying nothing but a good time and live out my days happy in that. Once my that song of, gets started, that's when you know it's it's happening. It's, my it's version going. of heaven is the bourbon room on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> that's where I am. M mentally, heaven isn't too far <laughs> away. <laughs> mentally, I'm here. Picture of the bourbon room. Um, <laughs> wow, I can't believe I haven't tweeted that yet. Mm, that's coming up soon. <laughs> yep, schedule tweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We should talk about the movies we want to talk about. When I have a house, I'm going to have a room in it. It's going to be called <laughs> the bourbon room. <laughs> and it's just going to, just going to have bourbon and just like rock music playing all the time. Yeah. 24 seven rock music. It's just going to be like pumping in there. We're going to have soundproof walls. Yeah, just soundproof. So, so it's like you can hear it like slightly oomphing from outside when you walk by the door, and then you open it up. It's like, ah, want to rock and roll all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and you, actually, it needs to be like any time you walk in, the music changes, and it becomes "I Want to Rock" by <laughs> Twisted Sister. <laughs> I want to rock, <laughs> rock. Um. So that's the goal. That's my new dream. I, you know. I have always wanted a man cave and now I have another dream. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been planning my tiki room throughout all this. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're both developing the same sort of goals here, different Damn. kinds of goals, but still the same basic ideas. When we open our movie themed bar, can we have a rock <laughs> of ages nights? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We have to have like eighties, eighties nights. And it'll just be all <laughs> like Rock of Ages type stuff. And <laughs> yeah. posters of Tom Cruise on the wall. Arsenal. That one poster that they sing to in the church scene. Um, uh, Arsenal. Yes. So these movies that we want to talk about this week, we went back and forth a lot of times about what we were going to talk about. 
Uh, we know we wanted to talk about some horror because it's been a while since we did that. It literally um, has not, but yeah. <laughs> it, it had been like an episode or two. Well, I don't know. What did do we you, talk about last time? Do you count Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance oh. as horror? We've been doing mm. Neville Dean Taylor. Oh, wow. It's been that long. Yes. Um, it, it hasn't been that long at all, Matt. What do you, we just, we just we released an episode vacation. last week. We took a summer break. Um, there is nothing wrong with taking a summer break. So, <laughs> all right, yeah, but yes, that was the last movie we reviewed, and we knew we wanted so to get back. So, no, to horror. that's definitely not horror. You're right. Yeah, we haven't done horror horror since um, Halloween. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that that has been a while. We went back and forth. We were trying to think of like some iconic horror movies that we could talk about, but. What we came down to is that in the spirit of what we've been doing recently, we wanted to talk about just some random ass movies you could find on streaming services. Uh, Because I fucking love mediocrity. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what we've been going through. So here we are. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Countdown from 2019. And uh, Cirque de Freak, the vampire's assistant from 2009. <laughs> they literally are 10 years apart. That's they so are, nice. Yes. Uh, um, so listen, neither of these movies is particularly good. I just want to be <laughs> up straight up right now about that. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Yes. I, I ended up enjoying both of them much more than I expected I would. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Um, they are stupid. They are stupid. Uh, <laughs> like, Countdown doesn't even like, make sense as a premise. Like, so that was really fun. It um, doesn't, but I, I feel like they actually made it make more sense than I expected it to. Like, when they started laying out the rules, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that sort of makes sense. And there was a little bit at the end that didn't really make sense. But... Some of the parts. You mean the part when the nun from the nun showed up and was like fighting them or whatever? Because that's <laughs> it the basically was the, was the nun. <laughs> it was the like, nun. Okay. Um, they probably used the same effects house, and they were just like, just recycle that. It doesn't yeah. matter. So which? Okay, so let's let's decide where do we want to start. Let's start with countdown. Okay. And okay. Uh, to to sum up countdown, the basic premise is that there's an app. That'll tell you when you die. Uh, But if you find out when you're going to die and you try to use that to change when you're going to die, so you try to prevent yourself from dying, then you'll have broken the rules and then the app kills you. Correct. Yeah. So you can't do that. I do think it's fucking hilarious that the like the instigator of like your death and this this app world movie thing is breaking the terms and agreements that nobody ever reads. Um, Exactly. Well, very funny. I thought that was a fun little inclusion. It's like, of course nobody ever reads them, but what if you sign your soul away in there? Yes. It's really, you literally do sign your soul away in this movie. Um, That was very funny. I also, there's just so many things about this movie. I wonder like, how many people would actually download the app that tells you when you're going to die? Um, <laughs> did, do we think it'd be a lot of people like, Oh, did you download it? You found it. Did you download it? 
No, I did. Of course, I didn't download it, Matt. Did we watch the same movie? Well, I don't know. I don't know what you do. You might want to know. You just don't um, have to alter if you don't alter your life afterwards. I um, feel like I feel like if I knew, uh, especially if it was like anytime soon, I'd be way too tempted to alter it. But the thing is, here's the other thing about it all. It's no. It doesn't matter if you alter it. The demon kills you at the time you were originally scheduled to die. Right. So the only difference is if you break the rules, the demon like torments you before you die. Yeah, so you get haunted. It like just like freaks you out a bunch. Yeah, you do have to deal with like maybe seeing like your dead family like in the bathroom or whatever. But like, you know, there are worse things, I guess, than seeing your dead little brother in the bathroom stall behind you trying to murder you. I suppose you. so. Yeah. Um I don't know how much worse it could possibly get but it could get worse um i really appreciate that the demons like mode of murder was generally just i will fly you into the sky and then i will drop you yeah um he's it, not the most creative demon like i felt not creative I, at all i thought it was gonna get like sort of final destination -y. and maybe right. they were like too afraid of like doing final destination because final destination like when you think about it is kind of the same sort of thing minus you like knowing when you're going to die, but it's the same sort of thing. Like fate always comes to get you uh, when it's your time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I sort of thought that that's what was going to happen. Like, Oh, even if she avoids getting into the car so she doesn't get in the car crash, then like on her way home, she gets hit by a drunk driver or something. Uh, but it was more like, no, then the demon kills you instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I also thought about Final Destination while I was watching this because I was expecting, like, I was worried it was going to veer into, like, really strong Final Destination territory. And I was like, we already have Final Destination and we are waiting right. on Final Destination 6. Because um, I need it. I still need more yes. Final Destination. Um, you haven't even seen Final Destination 1 through 5. I don't... I have okay. seen one. I have seen the first one. Um, I really well, like the first one. Um, you need to see the rest. Anyway, we... Yeah, I thought it was going to veer into Final Destination, and it definitely did not. But, like, I do like the moment in the movie where they're like, maybe we can trick the demon by coding. Like, <laughs> they're like, if we just change the dates on the back end and the app. <laughs> like, that was that was my favorite part, because, like, uh, in, in, in a horror movie like this, there's always a point where it's like, oh, we have to go consult an expert. But in this so they movie, they consult Tom Segura. <laughs> yes. In this movie, <laughs> they consult multiple experts. And it's actually really funny the sequence that they take. So, first, they go and consult like a priest at the church because they've sort of figured out that this thing is demonic in nature. Um, it's not just an app that's killing you. That there's actually oh, like and wait. Let's uh, let's let's backtrack and talk about who we who they. Okay. Are. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about and the who we general. are because yeah. Let's talk about the people that are involved. The people here. who are involved. So first of all, there's a scene at the beginning where a whole bunch of people are at a party and they're like daring each other to download the app and they make like a drinking game out of it, which is like totally what we would do with this, by the way, but. <laughs> And the person that loses is apparently going to die in like an hour. And then she's the one who's supposed to die in the car crash, but then instead goes home and gets killed by the demon. Right. So that's just sort of like our little introduction to the whole thing. Um, and then like the, 
the main characters of this. Can we are... wait? Wait. Let's. Can we linger on the moment where she dies first? Um, <laughs> okay. Sure. I like. So she, the way she dies is she and she decides she's going to. She has to drink all of the drinks on the table because she loses the like the drinking game about the countdown app because she has the shortest life left. Right. And so they were like, "You must drink every single drink on this table." And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> you are going rule. to be the direct cause of her death at this point." That's um, what I thought. I thought, oh, she so she dies from alcohol poisoning. Wouldn't that be a like really sad? Like the movie could not have gotten away with that. That would have just been like <laughs> a depressing death. Um, so she then what happens is her boyfriend helps her drink some, and then they go to the car, and he's visibly drunk. Like he cannot walk, and so he's trying to drive. Well, my favorite part was that she still got in the car with him. Like she knew he was drunk. Then she got in the car, and then she was like, "You can't drive." It's like you you could have told by the way he was walking to the it car. Was, <laughs> it was very clear. And then she decides to get out and walk, and then the app is like, "You broke user agreement," and I'm like. Um, so she wasn't going to be, con- be concerned about this man's driving if she hadn't been told she was about to die. Like, <laughs> because like, he's visibly not okay to drive. So you normally me? you would have just like laughed it off, but like, whatever. Well, also um, it takes her three fucking minutes to walk home or whatever. Like, why did they drive in the first place? Why the fuck <laughs> did they take a car? And she lives like down the street from the party, apparently. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because it was very easy for her to walk home. Like, okay, so normally in that circumstance, you would be like, oh, so we can easily avoid driving in this situation. We can get drunker. Right. That's my point. I'm like, (laughs) why would you choose to drive when you have such a short walk? Because you know you're going to be drinking at this, like, Red Solo Cup style house party. Which, you know, you see the Red Solo Cup and it's like, oh, we're here to get wasted. Like, we're not here to, like, take a few sips. Like... So yeah, I know. I mean, it's all like, oh, teenagers be dumb, but in real life, like teenagers would be like, oh, if we don't drive, then we can drink more. Exactly. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's the real logic in that situation. It was just like a completely ridiculous premise. I was like, this would not happen. And then she goes home and nobody's home, I guess. And she's like sipping water in the bathroom, which we've had a conversation about <laughs> separately, but I'm still upset that she's just like drinking from her bathroom tap water. I'm like, you're apparently like, who does this? shaming people who drink from the bathroom tap. Just go to the kitchen. <laughs> go to the kitchen. It's there. Um, it's and the like, same water, Matt. It's the same water. It just feels weird. I don't want to drink in the bathroom. I say that as somebody who has regular shower beers, but I don't want to drink from the bathroom. I don't want to drink from a bathroom product. Okay. So <laughs> like no wonder while she's drinking from the bathroom, she gets lifted into the air by a demon who raises her well beyond whatever ceiling yeah. she has. In she does have like 20 say. foot ceilings in the bathroom. Yeah. Only. And then drops her so that her neck lands on the, like the side of the bathtub. All I'm saying is that it was like this complete, like it took me a long time to realize that the demon was going after them because they altered their life based around like their death time because, because these were things that like, like her decision not to get in the car or not to let her very drunk boyfriend drive her home was like, that's just a normal decision. Like, right. So it didn't really become clear until like the next part when like the boyfriend's in the hospital after he wrecked his car, of course, and like he is also found out when he's going to die and he's apparently going to die in surgery um, at the hospital. And uh, could you, I want to like linger on also like the, 
how that would have played out IRL, like if the demon hadn't had to get involved, it would have been like this girl got like impaled by a tree in a car accident. And less than 72 hours later, her boyfriend dies in surgery. Yeah, I know. That would have been like the most depressing fucking news story for this small it's town. Like quite a quite a coincidence there. Uh, Especially considering like it's not like he's like horribly mutilated or something by the crash. Like he seems like he's mostly fine. He's just kind of sitting around. Yeah. And he's like talking to people and stuff. He's fine enough to like wheel himself down the hall to the abandoned wing of the hospital, which exists for some fucking reason. Um, <laughs> the main character finds him in there. She's like, there's like asbestos and things in here. And I'm like, what is wrong with this hospital? <laughs> like, why, why they just keep their doors sealing this part why, off? Why could people just sort of like, <laughs> like casually go down there? Uh, but I'll tell you why. It's because. It's a secret tool that will help the climax. Exactly. It's a Um, a secret tool that will help us later. (laughs) Um, So glad you picked up on the reference. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, like we were introduced to the main character here, which is Quinn, and she's a nurse at the hospital. And she sort of like she hears about the app because of this guy and she downloads it and then this guy dies because he like says he doesn't want the surgery and then he gets thrown down a stairwell by the demon uh, and then like when she hears that he died at the time that he was supposed to be in surgery she's like oh shit and then she fucking like, grave robs is what she does <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah she goes she goes <laughs> I forgot about she that finds part. his phone she can't open it because it scans his face to open it as face id which by the way there are of course ways around that like she did not have to do what she does <laughs> and uh she like pries his eyes open and like has um, scans the she, his face. she goes into the morgue and opens his drawer and <laughs> Cries his eyes open and just like holds the phone over it, and I'm like, also my phone, I think gets me when my eyes yeah. are closed. So I think it I just uses you your face shape. But um, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it gets me when I'm wearing sunglasses. Right. So I'm pretty sure I don't have to have my eyes open. Um, but yeah, it's very funny. She like goes in there and I'm like, this and the is whole point like of that was just so she could moral, look at his phone right? and see that it said he had zero seconds left. <laughs> Right, like, which she should have known already because he'd shown her. Yeah, he time. showed it to her the day before. She didn't really prove much, but yeah. then she was like, she was like, oh shit, because the thing said that I was going to die in like three days or whatever. And then, like, so she canceled like this trip that she was supposed to take with her family. And then, as soon as she does that, she gets like the notification that she's broken the service agreement. Yeah, I also. I love that when you get a notification from this app, it's like a woman screaming and then there's like demonic chuckles. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like yeah. what the fuck? Just like, put your phone <laughs> on silent. Come on. Nobody, nobody, wants- nobody fucking do that. Nobody did that. To hear that. Everybody kept their phones on loud. Yes, I was like, what's their, wrong with you? All of their app sounds and like keyboard sounds activated at all times. Uh, yeah. It's tw- you know, it's any any it's movie. 2019. It's 2019. Nobody. Any movie that's heavily cell phone based is going to have that. No. Uh, so anyway, like long story short, she's like going around getting haunted by the demon, and she goes to this cell phone store to try to get a new cell phone, but like the app still shows up on the cell okay. phone. 
also the most mm. unrealistic part of the entire movie. She walks into it's not like a Verizon or Sprint or anything. It is a tech <laughs> like one of those little store. like tiny it's, shacks you know, that sells cell phones. Yeah, it's not a service store. That's what's important here. And she walks in and she says, I need a new phone, new number, new plan, new everything. And she gets it in like a minute. <laughs> the and guy's it's just fully like, charged. here it is. <laughs> it's like fully um, charged, ready to go phone with the number. Not only does this make no sense, it's also like like not only does like the timing just not work, but also like what service provider do you have now for your new phone? What the, is th- the most unrealistic part to me was that a millennial would be able to go out and afford a whole new cell phone, like just at the drop of the hat. Like, oh, I need a new phone. I guess that's I'm- true. In all fairness, she's a nurse, and nurses tend to be paid kind of well because they're in Oh, that's supply. true. Um, so right, uh, well, she did just become an RN. She did just know. become an yeah, yeah. That's a big part of the movie too. Anyway, yeah. um, so she's at this cell phone store, and um, she. Uh, she runs into another guy who's having the same problem here um, and they sort of team up and uh, so they're going around trying to find out how to stop this thing and they go to the first priest and that's not what they do first you're skipping some key moments I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it short but okay but they go some... to the fucking bar and it's hilarious okay yes yes they, the first thing they do is to go to a bar which I'm like okay that's the first thing I would do but then someone not else only do they die well they go to the bar and not only do they go to the bar which is a mood you are right but they go to the bar and while there they inflict the app on somebody because they find <laughs> out that he's a flat earther like, <laughs> yeah well to be fair they try to get him not to they just they're trying to take a peek at the terms of service and like for some reason they can't look at it on their phone so they like trick this guy into downloading the app by being like oh like the man doesn't want you to see this app the man doesn't know want you to know when you're gonna die because he's been like spewing conspiracy theories all evening and then he's like oh fuck it i'm gonna do it and then they quickly like read the terms of service and they start right. to find out a little more about like how it works, which is what leads them to believe that it's like a demon and that could be they might want to go to a church. But they do tell the guy not to accept the terms of service. But of course he does. And then he's like, oh, I got 60 more years. I'm doing great. He's <laughs> like, what? How the fuck? He's <laughs> like this drunk guy at the bar. I also like, like kind of might have to be 100. I was going to say, I pegged him for at least like 40 or 50 already. So it was sort of like, how are you going to live for 60 more years? Like, yeah, um, that guy yes. is like, he's going to be good. I guess. Yeah, he's 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 basically never going to die. Um, so, yeah, so the, they go to the priest and I think it's kind of funny because like the priest is just like, oh, like we don't like think the demons are real. Like I would just <laughs> this is kind of like a story. Like, but I do know this other guy who might be helpful. <laughs> and the second priest that they go to is just the most ridiculous guy ever. He is I played by PJ Byrne and he is awesome. He is like smoking in his study and just like popping communion wafers. Like he's, he's just popping like, communion wafers. He's listening. He's like blasting hip hop. He's yes. in like this room just full of books and stuff. Yeah. And then they come in and they explain the situation to them, to him. And he's like, oh, my God. Yes. He's like, he's so excited. Like, this is clearly the thing he's been waiting for. And he knows, like, everything about demons. Yes. It is unclear <laughs> if this is a real demon, by the way. They they come to determine that it's a demon called, like, Ozen, Ozen or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if that's a real demon. I, you know, he has like this whole story that goes with it about like the gypsy woman telling a knight when he would die. And then like he defied the plans he had and then got killed by the demon. So like they, they came up with some lore behind this, which is kind of interesting. And, um, like this guy clearly like he mentions that he like got into the priesthood to fight demons, (laughs) which I just find amazing. Uh, but the one thing like he wants to know more because he figures out that it's a curse and that since it's a curse, like curses can be broken, but he needs to know more about the curse in order to know how they can, uh, defy it or whatever. And, so he needs someone who can look into like the programming of the app. And for that, they have to like, they, so they decide they have to go back to the cell phone store and talk to the guy who sold her the cell phone because he like offhandedly mentioned that he could jailbreak phones, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite the leap of logic being like he could jailbreak phones. That means he also knows how this demon app works. Okay. Yes. But apparently he does like he can look into the the actual programming behind the app. And uh, this the, the cell phone store guy, by the way, played by Tom Segura is really funny. Yeah, um, he's really good. And they they like they can see that the app is basically just like a file that has the time left for every human being who uh like accepted the terms and conditions so it's like a huge file on the phone which is like it he's like oh this is a 60 gigabyte app like i feel like you would notice that on your phone like most people wouldn't have even been able to download that but okay yeah that's a huge amount of memory there's a lot of people who could not download that just like on a whim when i was on my old phone i had to clear stuff off if i had anything like over 100 megabytes Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I don't have that problem currently, but like I have been there and I think that that is the norm. So (laughs) yeah, it's like, oh, 60 gig. No, no big deal. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's just got like everybody's amount of time left stored as plain text. So they just seems like, like this demon is kind of not bright. Like the demon couldn't figure out a way around like the memory issue or like, Anything? Really? I feel like and the de- well, if you're de- the demon gets tricked easily in the end. If you're but, you designing know. this as a real app, like all the information would be stored on like a central server or something. But right. I guess there's no demon form of a central server, so it has to go. Sure, on the there is. It's and just hell. It's just hell itself. You if just if you had hell. a server in hell that stored everyone's death times, um, but anyway, so th- they go in and they like they give themselves like 80 more years to live because <laughs> they can all edit it apparently. Uh, and apparently that like, that's enough that it's going to change the app for everyone somehow. I don't know how that works. Um, right. But- because they, they downloaded this information locally from their local app. And then somehow when they change it on their local app, everybody's app changes. Yeah. It shows up on other phones. Like it's just her phone that they're working off of, but it shows up on Tom Segura's phone that he has more time. And it shows up on, on the the other guy's phone that he has more and time. The, and then also and the main girl's sister on the sister's phone. Yes. It, like this is also how she finds out that her sister downloaded the app and that she's like, Oh no. And it also says my sister's going to die like a few minutes before I do. 
Uh, I also so like she, how she, they they like just like searched through glancing at like people's names who had downloaded this. And I was like, oh, there's me, Quinn Harris. And it's like, yeah, you're the only Quinn Harris. <laughs> Quinn Harris 5247, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, or the guy, his name was Matt Monroe. That's even like lesser. Like it was like, what? They, he's not the only one here. Like it's going to be so um, many, so many mats, too many mats, too uh, many mats, too <laughs> many mats. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's, they also take like a screenshot of like the first part of the app, which has like a bunch of Latin shit written in there. And the, the one of the funniest lines in this scene I thought was when they're like, what is that? And Tom Segura is like, oh, that's Latin. Like, uh, are you sure? Like, yeah, I went to a Catholic school. I took four years of Latin. I know Latin when I see it. They're like, so what does it say? He's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can't read well, it. Yeah, as someone um, who took four years of Latin, that's about where I am right now. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Fuck if I, I know it when I see it. I know like five words now. That was a that was a treat for the Latin Latin, Latin students out there. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I, I just I love the sequence of like them having to consult both a religious expert and a technology expert to solve this thing. Like, I really do appreciate fun. that they thought that like a tech expert like could solve whatever the issue clearly is. Like clearly, people's deaths are lighting up with this app, and they were like, "Why don't we go to a guy who like sells cell phones?" Like, why would that like? Clearly, this isn't about like a device that got sold to you. Like, <laughs> this is clearly something a little bit more serious than that. Like, do you think that somebody's like assigning you a death time via the app and then tracking you and then just murdering you at your time? Like, there's like this ring of murderers who are just like following when people's time ticks down. Like, the unfriended dark <laughs> is that what you think is happening? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, it's like, I don't know why you thought a tech expert was going to be the first choice, but um, okay. It seemed to me like it had to be demonic in but, nature. But they did apparently um, get some helpful information here, even though their attempt to just rewrite the times did not work. Like, no. I love when I really thought it did work, though. I was like, yeah. wow, really? It was, it was kind <laughs> of a good fake out. Like, they made it look like it worked. And, like, I thought what was going to happen was that the demon was going to like punish them again for like breaking some sort of terms of service. But instead the demon just like waited a while and then rolled back all their times and right. also popped up in the bed with Quinn. When oh she yeah. Thought, that was fun. Yeah. When she thought it was Matt with his arm around her. And then Matt comes yeah. in the room. He's like, what are you calling for me? And she was like, <gasps> well, whose arm is it? It was the demon. It was the demon who has very big, like green hands and is very upsetting. <laughs> um, that was very creepy. Yeah. The demon, I think about the structure of the demon and I don't understand like the physical being that is this demon is very funny to me. Well, it's like kind of a shapeshifter because it can take on the form of people's dead relatives uh, but it's, yeah, but I think it has a base form. Its base form is kind of unclear. The base form is the face of the nun, <laughs> but it wears clothes to make itself look like the Grim Reaper from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, it like, is like <laughs> it is kind of like a Grim love, Reaper type figure. I loved when it like was literally like you'd see just like the actual Grim Reaper standing behind 
like without the scythe and i was like are we really doing this are we doing like actual grim reaper as our villain here because that's like yeah that's that's out there trying to like actually beat the reaper uh mm-hmm. yeah it's more than just a metaphor at this point I think it's worth noting, because we've talked about Final Destination, that the character of the priest, PJ Byrne, is in Final Destination 5. Oh, Hello? really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's quite... That, the, there's some crossover there. Yeah. Yes. His character Wait. is far less likable in Final Destination. <laughs> okay. He's like an asshole. But, um, but yes, because I when I started this movie, I was like, I know that guy. And then I looked him up and I was like, oh, he was in Final Destination 5, which is one of my favorite Final Destination movies. So it's very exciting. Yeah. So anyway, like they go um, back, they go back to this priest um, and like he tells them like some ways that they can beat him because like he figures out which demon it is. It's the demon Ozen. And uh, he he says like they can break the curse if they prove that the demon is wrong about what time that they die. So like either if somebody dies too early or too late and they're like, well, we don't want to kill somebody. So we're going to have to like make it. So one of us survives longer than when we're supposed to. So they like get into this protective circle that they build on the floor with salt and paint. Uh, but then the, the demon lures Matt out and kills okay, him. But so. in the worst, dumbest way, like, he takes the form <laughs> of Matt's dead little brother, and that's very sad. But Matt has talked at multiple moments about how his brother is dead. The demon has manifested the form of Matt's dead brother multiple times. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably my actual little brother. I should go investigate that. <laughs> right. He's like too, he's too drawn in by the spectacle. And I do think this is an interesting thing that shows up here. Like, um the people who feel guilt over someone close to them who's died and who, how like, um, cause for Matt, it's his brother and, uh, for Quinn, it's her mom. mom. And even the boyfriend like had, so like from the beginning had some guilt over his girlfriend dying. And like, he saw her dead in the stairwell. Right. So like, I think that's interesting that the demon operates that way, like brings back dead loved ones to like make you feel guilty. I mean, I think it makes you vulnerable if you're like feeling guilty and afraid at the same time, you're probably like easy to pick off. You're not going to fight back. Yeah. So in this attack that when uh, the demon kills Matt and also injures uh, Quinn's sister. And so they have to go to the hospital and they're at the hospital when Quinn works and she sees the doctor there. Uh, so by the way, also this doctor had been like uh, blessing her earlier. Yeah, it's Peter. He was, yeah. He, he was like trying to come on to her really strong and she rejected his advances. And then he like, of course went to the, the board of ethics and said that she was the one who came on to him. And like, so he's trying to ruin her reputation. So she's like super pissed off at him. Uh, but also she knows that he downloaded the app and that he saw he had like 60 more years to go. So she's like, well, if I can kill that guy, then we'll prove that the demon is wrong and break the curse. Right. So then there's this whole section where she's just trying to kill the doctor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is so great. Just like at the drop of the hat, she's like, 
okay, gonna be a murderer now. Yeah, she's like, she's like, the solution to this death app is to just like commit homicide. <laughs> like, well, like, how are you like? Even if you manage to kill this guy, how are you gonna get away with it? Like, her plan was like to beat him to death with a crowbar in the abandoned wing of the hospital. Like somebody's gonna find him there, and you know who has like the most motive of anyone? You, because you literally just went through this whole review board. You're involved thing. in an HR <laughs> issue with him. Like it's not like, the smartest choice. But not the smart choice. You see, she has a plan, and that plan is Narcan. I love how they like sort of check off the Narcan at the beginning of the movie when they just showed them reviving a junkie with it in the yes. ER. Um, so then you're like, oh, yes, Narcan can stop a drug overdose. And then like so she tries to kill this guy and the demon like keeps, pull- keeps pulling him away from her so she can't do it. Yes, <laughs> just, yeah. just the funniest thing because the guy has like no idea what's going on. He's I know like, he's just oh, like screaming. He's like, he's like, <laughs> how did you do that? What? <laughs> he's like totally freaked out at this point. And um, so apparently the demon will also prevent you from killing somebody before their time, right? Which is very strange. Like the demon's really interfering a lot at this point. Um, it's not quite fate anymore now, is it? So instead she decides like what she's going to have to do is kill herself before she dies, before her sister dies, because she knows her sister's supposed to die first. So right. like if she dies first, then the demon's wrong and it'll save her sister. Uh, so she like, she tr- starts like injecting, I guess, heroin into her. I don't know where she got it. She got some sort of drug, like morphine or something. She got some sort of drug. I was going to well, say, it can't be heroin. She's not, it's got to be like herself morphine. an addictive drug. <laughs> it's got to be like morphine or something, but it's some sort of like drug that she knows she's overdosing on. And she gets it from like one of the medicine cabinets in the abandoned wing of the hospital. Yes. You know, <laughs> the area where she said it had asbestos. So she's like, now I will take a syringe and yes, put it into take- my body. I will take drugs from this abandoned wing of the hospital that who knows how old they are and just put them into me. Great stuff. Great stuff. And the demon tries to stop her by appearing as her mom, but she's like too smart for that shit. She's not as dumb as Matt. Apparently. No, she's just like, Nope, you're not going to do it. And she injects the thing and she apparently dies. And then the demon's like, no, you've died before your time and gets like sucked into another dimension or something. And I like to think that it was like back at like the council of demons. They were like, you have failed us. <laughs> no, no. your time is done. Send out so the next hard. demon instead. Um, no, <laughs> this was all I had. I, I just like to imagine like all of these horror movies are like different. Like there's like the leader of the demons who's Satan. Obviously it's black Philip or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, and he's just like out there like, okay, it's your turn now. You demon, you go, you go try to kill people. And then they fail. And it's like, all right, come back. Paul, call in oh, the ranks. Come on. Pazuzu, come on. You fucked up again. God damn it. <laughs> um, Beelzebub, listen, Beelzebub, we're not giving you another <laughs> shot. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Let's go. Um, uh, do, well, oh God. Well, they've got to build like an extended universe with just every demonic possession movie. Well, I'm building it in my head right now. And so, um, 
this was Ozen's turn, and Ozen doesn't get a lot of turns, as we know, because none of us had heard of Ozen. He, he's before. the he's the old so. Gil of Demon. Yes. Like, oh <laughs> nobody respects old Ozen. And Ozen got a chance, and Ozen blew it. Look, Ozen thought Ozen was doing a good job he, because he used this like technology. It's like right? the kids and that's the not kids dumb. love phones these days. It's gonna <laughs> the be kids perfect. love mobile apps. Listen. <laughs> It's 2019. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to download this app. Um, well, who would win? An ancient demon or one woman who played Anna from Frozen in Once Upon a Time? <laughs> yes, you did. tell me. Yes. Quinn, by the way, is Anna from Frozen Once Upon a Time. And also um, the girl from You, the yes. Netflix series. Yes. She's also uh, in Dead of Summer. She's done some stuff. She's done some stuff. I'm hoping um, she's gonna like keep doing horror because it seems like she's sort of leaning that way. Yes. She's at least doing genre. She did Once Upon a Time and Countdown and You and Dead of Summer. Like this, she's not doing like Beverly Hills 90210. What the fuck? <laughs> what that's was that your, that your um, reference from something other than genre? <laughs> like, oh yes, you know, that other mainstream stuff today, like Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, the, the mainstream choice would have been like Riverdale or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah. But Riverdale, I think, is like genre at this point. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so she's apparently dead. The demon gets sucked in the dimension. The sister is like, oh no. But then like she rushes over to Quinn and sees that she's, Quinn had wrote like Narcan on her arm and then <laughs> it turned out she had a spare syringe and some Narcan in her pocket. Yeah. So the sister so administers the Narcan and saves the her. The literally did not plan for like temporary short-lived deaths, which is very funny to me. It's funny <laughs> that he's fooled that easily that it's like, oh, well, she's dead permanently now, obviously. Because like, obviously... Yeah. Well, I mean, a drug overdose will, will might stop your heart, but it obviously didn't kill you all the way. Um, <laughs> it's not even like, oh, you were dead. They brought you back. Right. It's just like they brought you out of like the drug-induced heart stoppage. Right. Uh, <laughs> you are correct. But yeah, the demon didn't stick around to find that out anyway. So, but I do like the the epilogue here where it shows, so it shows them like after they've all recovered from all this, I don't know what happened. Like, so the doctor like ended up getting full on me too eventually, like more nurses came forward and he got fired, but like nobody really <laughs> went into the fact that like he was in the abandoned wig of the hospital so after having been attacked with a crowbar. <laughs> my guess is that it it's presented as like he came on to her and she attacked in self-defense. She defended that, it. That's, yeah, yeah that's that would my, be probably more believable after more people had come forward. Okay, so yeah, that that maybe makes sense. But also, like, so it shows them in the epilogue. They're like visiting a grave. Like, oh, that's nice. They went to Matt's funeral, but no, they're like visiting the mom's grave. So it's yeah. like, oh, well, fuck Matt, I guess. <laughs> well, I kind of got the impression it was like a little bit farther removed. Like it had been a decent amount of time at this point. Maybe like. It was. It wasn't like right after, right? Because um, I think they would be like, like you're like sort of like psych ward levels of traumatized after that sort of event, <laughs> probably like a, a demon from the nether world actually attacked you. So you're probably like not really like. It takes a while definitely. to recover. 
I just that makes like sense, that, you know. <laughs> but then, like, as she's walking away from the grave, Quinn sees that Countdown 2.0 has downloaded to her phone. It's like, oh no, there's another version. So the question mm-hmm. is, like, if you open it, does the time, like, like how much time? I wanted to know how much time it gave her. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't know how that works. It's like, so the first demon, like the curse was broken. Somehow by accepting the terms of service, you're still subject to subsequent iterations of the app. And then like, if so, obviously her first death time isn't true anymore. So what's her new one? Probably soon. It's going to be Final Destination. Do you th- yeah. I really want the sequel to be called Countdown 2 Ocean's Revenge? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it might just be Countdown 2.0. Like, yeah. Oh, that would it make- definitely would be Countdown 2.0. That would make sense. Also, it made $48 million on a budget of $6.5 million. There's like actually a decent chance. Yeah. I, like, I was surprised to see that. I was like... So I remember this came out last year, obviously, and I was trying to see it in theaters, but I never got around to it. Um, but I remember thinking, first of all, like, okay, that looks super dumb. But also, like, I heard some kind of good things about it. So I was like, oh, maybe it's worth checking out. But obviously, I never got around to it. But I'm surprised that it ended up being as big a hit as it was. Like, $48 million is no joke. For a six point five million dollar budget, that's a ton of money. For a six point five million budget R rated horror film, that's like pretty good, right? Yeah, and it was R rated, right? No, it's a PG thirteen. Oh wow! Okay, it is a P. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. There's not too much graphic gore in this movie. No, there's definitely not. It's got to be like skirting the lines, but but I would expect the sequel to be maybe straight to video um, could be i don't know i mean we'll see like um, who knows these days we might every movie might be straight to video after this but um this isn't bloom house is it no it's S- stx okay yeah. um but yeah i mean i would definitely not be surprised to see a sequel to this you can like obviously they already have established that this can keep going um, yeah, so what we didn't mention is the mid-credit sequence with Tom Segura, who um oh, gets, yeah. I guess shafted by Tom, the demon. Tom Segura, yeah, gets gets killed by the demons. I guess presumably for helping them try to change the time, like because he saw that he was already supposed to have like 40 years and then he increased his when they Based were. Based on when the things. Marvel universe would end. Yeah, that was it. She's like, wait, what am I going to see? Do you think the Marvel Universe will last for 40 more years, 30 more years? What do you think? And then he, um, but yeah, so he was supposedly punished for helping them because uh, so like his that, thing ticked down to zero and then the demon killed him in the dark. That seemed like a weird, like, it seemed like a, like a subversion of the rules. Like the rules are that he should, because he couldn't have possibly altered his like life plans based around his death yet right because it was so far yeah out. it was completely you know? far out because uh, his original death was still only for, was still 40 years away like it was not anytime yeah. soon so that's what it like i feel like there's got to be some other rule in there about like trying to tamper with so, the app or something um but we'll find out about that i guess that um if that's they do a sequel yeah if they do a sequel that might be uh delved into 
Yeah, so the yeah, it would probably be people tampering with it. That would probably be that was that was countdown 2019. Uh, I would I would recommend this movie. Like if you if you like horror movies, I think it's pretty fun. I think they they went a lot of places that I wasn't expecting with this. I liked like the whole go to the priest and the cell phone store, then back to the priest thing. And I like like the goofy, weird, over the top priest. Um, I thought most of the acting was pretty good. And uh, it was a lot less stupid than I expected. So then uh, I, I can recommend it. I enjoyed watching it and I definitely recommend it to people who like any sort of like supernatural horror movies that are trying to cash in on current cultural trends. Um, it's, it's worth it. It's fun. It's pretty silly, but it's fun. It's not going to keep you up at night. Don't expect it to be like truly <laughs> scary. It's a little scary. I I got a little I got a little creeped out watching this, but I got you know. more scared by sorority row. <laughs> sorority All right. row is about a white man trying to murder people. That seems more realistic. Yeah, um, well, that is realistic, and and the most realistic part of the whole uh, countdown movie was the creepy doctor for sure. That really was, <laughs> and that was also like a weird like hashtag woke moment. Um, <laughs> yeah there was there was also like like when matt goes up to the guy who like was trying to attack elizabeth lale from the main girl quinn Quinn, yeah and he was like look i just found out i'm gonna die soon i I just found out i'm gonna die soon and if i take a white man with me i don't really give a damn (laughs) and i was like okay like (laughs) this movie was going all in on that kind of stuff it was good um it was really fun yeah it's a fun movie it's definitely a fun movie it's like a great like summer with your friends drinking movie. Unfortunately, nobody's drinking we, with their friends right now. But in, the- in theory, this would be great if you were with your friends and yeah. you're drinking on a summer's night. Yeah. Um. So yes, moving on to the Cirque du Freak, the Vampire's Assistant. Can we say that in like a French accent? Cirque, Cirque du Freak. Cirque du Freak. Um, the Vampire's Assistant. Oh, that's um, good. Um, I'm picturing Tom Cruise in an interview with a vampire. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So it all comes back to Tom at so, any given time. Yes. We always got to loop Tom Cruise into it. So this movie is based on a Yaw series. Um, I'm sorry. Did you just say Yaw? Yaw. Yeah. Y-A, young adult. It's Yaw. Do people say say that you never heard that well my mom who's a librarian so i can tell you that within the world of librarians people say that we have a friend of the pod who should be able to answer this question for us um <laughs> who knows spring really well <laughs> let's bring on nat exclusively for a discussion of the term yeah um, um, this is yes. new to me this is new <laughs> it is based on a young adult series and i thought so I assumed that this was going to be called like the Cirque du Freak series or something, but apparently it is, this is based on a trilogy called Vampire Blood, which is also known as the Cirque du Freak trilogy, of which the first book is called Cirque du Freak, and the second is called The Vampire's Assistant. <laughs> which, which is like if you made the Harry Potter movie... <laughs> called the philosopher's stone the chamber of secrets um also that's just like a trilogy within the wider 
like series universe he was yeah. starting like a whole universe right the whole like what is the name of the series the whole series is called like the saga of darren shan which is darren shan being the worst character in the fucking oh my god um, i don't know if yeah, he's any better in the books maybe but i'm oh sorry it's god. the saga of darren shan by author darren shan no Really? Yes. I need you to go to the Wikipedia. <laughs> You're serious? Oh my god. I didn't realize this. Yes, the author's name is Darren Shan and the main character. <laughs> okay, so I had some suspicions watching this that this, this was, was like, like self-insert. Yeah, this was like a yeah. self-insert character, like the the Mary Sue character, but a boy. And it really is. Oh my god! So yeah, I was not expecting that. I I definitely already saw this as a self-insert character. But wow. Okay. Yes. It like so truly let me, is. Let me explain. This character is just so utterly bland, but also like trying to be built up as like, or like the most perfect character you can imagine. It's like it's very Bella Swan in a way. It's extremely like, Bella Swan, yeah. They keep like reiterating in the beginning of the movie how he like has the perfect life. He's like he's really smart, he gets straight A's, but he also has a lot of friends and like he gets along with pretty much everyone and his his parents are like proud of him and stuff. Um <laughs> but then oh my god. <laughs> But it's just he's just so boring. Like there's nothing that like distinguishes him as a character. There's no like characteristics that I can really assign to him other than like he's really boring. And part of it is also definitely the actor they got to portray him who just portrays him in the most boring possible way. Like so he's a kid who turns in who's like super into spiders and then turns into a half vampire. So you think like, <laughs> all right. There's at least something like kind of dark and edgy there, like maybe a little brooding or something you could bring in. But this kid has like no depth whatsoever. He's just like every scene that he's in, his dialogue is delivered like he doesn't really want to be speaking up. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm a vampire now. I, I don't know if I want to say what makes me human and, and become a full vampire. It's like just like <laughs> speak like like everyone else is projecting like an actor and he's like talking like he's like in the corner somewhere like i don't really want to yeah, be a part of this let's just, <laughs> just be clear that this actor has not really gone on to do anything since um he's uh and he's acting up against some pretty decent names like so he and john c Riley are paired up a lot and yes. let me tell you John C. Riley fucking kills it in this movie. Yes. He's really yeah. good. And all, who else is really good in this movie is Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Who plays this kid's like best friend growing up and later like his vampire rival. And Josh Hutcherson <laughs> spent <laughs> Josh Hutcherson spends like the whole movie just acting circles around this kid. 
he's so much better it's not even funny like he just he has like this smarmy kind of thing about him and he's supposed to be like the kind of troubled kid from a bad family and he he sells that in every scene he's great like i'm not normally a huge josh hutcherson fan here but i like i see him in this movie i'm like oh i can see why they put him in the hunger games this guy's got it yeah he's good he's a good actor the contrast Um, is very clear i love that this movie was supposed to be like this like it's supposed to be like building this like epic mythos mythos i don't even know how you say that word Uh, it's one of those words that i just like read and never hear out loud um so he it's clearly supposed to be this, this like epic thing about like former best friends who become locked in as like rivals forever for all eternity it's just like well the one kid is like oh like he's a loser he can't do anything josh hutcherson on the other hand is like menacing and frightening and could like do some damage so it's like how are these people going to be locked in battle for eternity like one of them has no personality <laughs> nobody's following know. him you'd like, want them to be like one who's like a super strong force of good and the other is a strong force of evil but it's like one of them is like I want to like be a vampire and suck blood and kill people. Ha ha. And the other guy's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I just want to be like a normal guy. You know? I also really yeah. like how there's like, no, like when you become a vampire in this movie, which happens, like it's very, it's a very, it's presented very casually when this oh, guy yeah. becomes a vampire and fakes his death. It is a very <laughs> casual affair. Okay. <laughs> so, Let's all right. Let's get into it. Um, so the, the the basic overview of this is that um, like Darren and his friend go to this circus slash freak show, and they they find out that one of the guys there is a vampire, and they also see a bunch of other weird freaks who don't really play much of a role in the movie but they're there is like kind of background characters and they're kind of fun see, but but this is exactly why i wanted a sequel to this movie i wanted to see the freaks <laughs> these freaks play a huge role i wanted i wanted to see patrick fugit as reptile from mortal Kombat in the second movie <laughs> to be like, clear, I, I would i would watch more of these movies like yes <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rip on this movie a bunch but I would watch more of the movies because I like where this was going. Like, this, oh yeah, this, this movie is not fun. good. But I had a fucking blast watching it. I was like losing my mind. I, I was like, like, yes. I like vampires and like circuses slash freak shows and all that. So like combining them, very good. Uh, yeah. I like that. And there's also like this whole war between the different factions of the vampires that they barely hinted at. So yeah, want to see that. Anyway. So they go to this freak show. They find out one of the guys there is a vampire. And uh, uh, so first of all, Darren tries to like steal his spider, which is like a very poisonous spider, which I don't get why he does this. He's like, oh, I really like spiders. So I'm going to steal this very poisonous spider that belongs to a very dangerous man as opposed to like just getting my own spider somewhere else. If well, okay, because it's okay, so it's like a not a real spider. I mean, it is a real spider, obviously, but it's like not a spider that seems to be recognized by the human world. Some sort of mythical spider. Yeah, and so like I think he's like it's like mad like he's like magically drawn to it, and he's like I yeah. must steal this spider. The and it, there's spider. there's this implication that his fate is to get 
wrapped up in all of this, right? Because Salma Hayek's right. character gets to see character's future. Salma and when Hayek, she does, who's the bearded she, lady and also a say, fortune teller of some sort. When she sees people's future, she grows a beard or whatever. Um, it's a very confusing power. She also and does so, what she also grows it when she gets turned on, which is another thing well, entirely. I also grow when I'm turned on. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, anyway, oh. moving on from that comment, um, I've had some wine, and so, um, <laughs> wine. Uh, she, um, <laughs> sorry, I have to take a moment. Um, I kept thinking, okay, this is like completely. I kept thinking about From Dusk Till Dawn when I was watching Salma Hayek. Ooh, yeah, Salma Hayek <laughs> in another vampire movie. Yes. Of course I went there. I, and actually, I, I rewatched that recently, and oh man, does that hold God, that movie's so fucking good. That movie's awesome. So um, um, Man, I just love vampires. So, like, Salma Hayek's character, like, sees that he is, like, meant to be, like, a leader, right? Um, yeah. And like in this like in this vampire faction war thing, um, hard to believe that this kid can lead anyone when he has trouble believing that there's a monkey girl while he's a vampire. <laughs> oh God, but we'll get we'll get it in the monkey girl because I can't. Yeah, the monkey oh girl God. is a whole thing. Um, oh. <laughs> but like he like. He is like he puts on like a red leather jacket, like he's the fucking lead from Once Upon a Time, <laughs> and, like, and he's like, "I'm cool now." And yeah, I'm like, he like does like that, and like he, Jenna Maroney is here, and like he are puts we on okay? the jacket and he styles his hair back, and that's like the only transformation he goes through as a character. Yeah, <laughs> he's he, like, he there's like no alteration, not a bit when he becomes a vampire. Fair. Um, Hutcherson's only change is that he gets lavender eyes and becomes meaner. Um, yeah, but, and his hair goes up a little bit too. But like, well, he, this was 2009. In 2009, the way to clarify that you were the bad kid was to have spiky hair. So yeah. that was. Like, but he also it. did become like a little more arch as well. Like yeah. he was just sort of like a troublemaker before, and here he's like all smarmy. He's like up on that stage, being like, "Hey." How's it going? Guess what? I'm a vampire now. Ha-ha. <laughs> I love that like the 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 like the adults in this movie were okay to be like, let's start a war and have the like 16-year-olds duke it out. Like <laughs> yes, that will be how we start it. And to his credit, John C. Riley, like well, so John C. Riley first doesn't want to turn the one kid into a vampire, but then he like makes the other kid turn into a vampire. So yes. he, I don't know what the rules are in this universe. Anyway, so they go in here, Darren tries to steal the spider and succeeds while he's like running away later. But also he like, he gets caught kind of, so he has to hide in the closet and he sees Steve come in after John C. Riley and, um, Willem Dafoe. No, there. Willem Dafoe is in this. Willem Let's Dafoe, just... who only briefly pops up, but he his character's fucking awesome too. Um, and they're both vampires, and they're like talking about like the factions of vampires and stuff, and how like Willem Dafoe mm -hmm. wants to get involved in this big war between the two different factions, but uh, John C. Riley doesn't want to do it. Um, and then Steve comes in, Josh Hutcherson, and he's just like, "I want you to make me a vampire," and they're just like, "No." And he's like, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I just love how quick these kids were to accept and believe that this like supernatural world existed. Like Josh <laughs> Hutcherson just marches up to some total strangers and says, yo, make me a fucking vampire. And it's like, um, I can't imagine saying that and not thinking I'd be locked in like a mental institution. It's like, uh, I know you're a vampire because I saw a painting of you in one of my vampire books. Like what on earth? How are you going to recognize somebody from a painting? Well, it's like that that post that's like Keanu Reeves, painting. yeah, from t- two hundred years ago in paintings. Oh like, yeah, you know, you know the one. Keanu Reeves yes. is immortal. We Keanu we all Reeves. believe that here. Right? He is that is a real vampire. He is the yeah. actual vampire in all this, um, and he will live again. You know, he'll be in the next generation of uh, hologram movies. He'll hologram movies. Wow, yeah. remember that. Um, Mm. so Josh Hutcherson Steve god his name is Steve it's even such like a tool name I know it's it's so boring I just thought of him as Josh the whole time I was like yeah yeah, it's just Josh well don't think about him as Josh either just as a a personal (laughs) note um he (laughs) he he goes and he wants to be made a vampire but they're like no and so (laughs) then fucking Darren Shan steals a spider and then actually what happens is the spider gets let loose in their high school. Yeah. Um, and then it bites Steve because he keeps trying to kill it. And so the spider gets pissed off. The spider doesn't even get pissed. Let's not. No, let's not slander the spider. Well, no, the John spi- C. Riley gets specifically says that the spider doesn't like him. But it's scared. It's scared. Well, He's it's not the spider's fault. I mean, Steve was being a dick. So he was being he a dick. It. And the spider was cute and is unique and rare and it should not be murdered by steve with a spiky haircut (laughs) the Um, spider was was completely innocent in all of this and wasn't even trying to bite anyone until steve tried to kill him it was just he was just trying to run away yeah he was like i just want to go i'm scared i'm a little and so he doesn't belong in that environment yeah but he bites steve who immediately goes into like cardiac arrest <laughs> yeah, it's a very poisonous spider. They weren't selling that short. So, like, Steve goes to the hospital, and uh, Darren has to go plead with John C. Riley to get the get the antidote. And um, John C. Riley says he'll give it to him if he becomes the half vampire and becomes his assistant. This is a ridiculous thing. This is complete. He's like, I will not make this one kid a vampire who like clearly has a really traumatic home life with parents who don't care for him. But because you stole my spider, I will now force you to leave your family behind and become a vampire. So that was a funny part of it was that like when Steve was asking him to make him a vampire, like he briefly considered it and he was like, let me try your blood. And then he tasted it and spat it out. He was like, oh, that's bad blood. Okay, wait. We also have to talk about this. They don't just like bite necks and do normal vampire things. No, they like use their fingernails. They bite fingers and like they yeah, scratch scratch you with their fingers and then suck it out. Yeah. Which it's to fucking be clear, weird. They make a point about it. He's like, like at one point when he's uh like about to bite Darren. Darren like bears his neck. He's like, no, no, we don't do it like that. Like, why would if I bite your jugular, you might bleed out and die. Like, just give me your hands. 
Like, okay, I guess they're trying to make vampires more reasonable in this universe. But, like, knowing know. who the author is who self-inserted himself into this, it's like, you can just, like, see him thinking, I'm being so smart when I don't <laughs> have them do this. And, it like, it is making me absolutely batshit insane <laughs> to think about this author and this book series and this movie. The rules um, of vampires in this movie are very different from any other vampire movie I've ever seen. So and that's, that's saying something because I've seen Twilight. And so like he <laughs> they so basically John C. Riley does make this guy a vampire. And it's like this really weird like moment where like they're having like a heartfelt conversation on the roof in this like typical small town movie moment. Well, for, and we, then he's we just have like to talk about the blood transfer first, the way that they transfer blood, because oh. as we all know, that like a vampire can suck your blood. And you're like, you're either fine or you die. But if a vampire gives you their blood, that's what makes you into a vampire. So what he does is he like scratches holes in Darren's fingers and then presses their fingers together to exchange the blood. (laughs) And it's like this very, it's this very weird moment. And um, it's very intimate. I I wrote down. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. But I, I wrote down this quote from the, that moment in the movie where he's like, we're going to touch hands and we're going to exchange blood. And Darren says, that's creepy. And I'm like, that's the part you find creepy. He's going to turn you into a vampire. And you're like, and you're like <laughs> we're going to touch hands. This that's is the crazy. moment. This is the moment when you're like, Oh, it's creepy. Um, uh, Darren's not bright. Darren is like a real dumbass. Um, <laughs> So much. He's so you know, much. And then and then like so when when they pull their hands away, like he's got like these little holes in his hands. And John C. Riley is like, lick your finger, then rub it on the cuts, and it like seals it up. He's like, Oh, so like do vampires have like super spit or something? And I thought John C. Riley was gonna like laugh at him and say, like, no, we're just magical or something. But he's like, Yes, we have super spit. Yeah, that's literally what happens. It's like we that have is, So that is part of what they have in this universe. They have super spit. And you see multiple other times in this movie a vampire heals their wounds by licking their fingers. It's the weirdest fucking thing. I'm thinking about the, uh, the implications of that and why. <laughs> the super spit super spit why is the first thing that comes to mind that like saliva kills the hiv virus like <laughs> i think that super spit you could give a give a super beach <laughs> help help please help i can heal your dick while making you come this is exactly <laughs> what i want um, um i don't know what i'm healing your dick from i don't know hopefully nothing because that's alarming but like um oh god oh god <laughs> okay moving on moving on uh so yeah so he turns him into a vampire here but that's not enough like because he has to disappear from his human life so they're gonna they're gonna fake his death and this was sort of previewed in the opening of the movie where we saw like darren's funeral yes and it was like it was like <laughs> It was really a moment where it's like, yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like record scratch. Well, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it was like 
it showed it showed the funeral and it was the voiceover and you're like oh who's giving the voiceover and then it zooms in on the coffin it's like yep i'm dead and then it shows you inside the coffin and he's like inside the coffin playing video games yes <laughs> i also i i don't really know why they made this like structural choice with the narrative like there's literally no reason they had to open it with like the fact that he dies in the movie like they could have just like played the movie with a straight linear narrative. it was funny though i thought that was one of the fun parts of it <laughs> yes yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they're gonna have to fake his death. So he goes home and he's like hugging his parents and everything, being like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, you weren't such bad parents after all, whatever." Because they had a fight earlier, and then he's like sitting outside on the roof outside his window with John C. Riley, <laughs> and John C. Riley's like, "Hey, what's that over there? I can't remember. Is that the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper?" and Darren looks over it and he breaks his fucking neck. Yes. It's like, <laughs> he just breaks he's just like, um, he's like, don't worry. That's okay. It didn't, it didn't hurt your spine. You're going to be fine. I'll heal you later. But this had to look real, whatever. So I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about this too. And then he rolls his body off the roof. So he crashes on the ground. <laughs> he's just trying to stage it. So it looks like he died. Yeah. Um, it's a really upsetting thing <laughs> to think about like the IRL consequences of what John C. Riley has done. Uh, you just um, find your son outside with his neck broken in the yard, apparently after rolling off the fucking roof. Right. Like why? Like why was he on the roof? Why did he fall off? Um, that's just too bad. That's really too bad, John C. Riley. You did that. And then they bury him. They literally bury the vampire boy. And he's just laying there, and John C. Riley comes over and uh, digs him up. <laughs> but I, I love this little exchange from the funeral because uh, obviously Josh Hutcherson goes to visit him at the funeral. Uh, <laughs> and like at first, he's just like sort of saying goodbye. And then he like somehow he figures out that maybe Darren's not dead. He's like, wake up, wake up, Darren, come on. And then, and the, it, Josh Hutcherson's dad comes over. He's like, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all right. Like, <laughs> like time out. Not about you. Let's go. <laughs> Why does he figure it out? Is it like, what is the reason there? I do. I don't, I don't remember. There is a sign, like a subtle sign. I think. Yes. Or something, something he knows. He also that that's when he gives Darren his cell phone or whatever, which is what he's playing games on in the coffin. Yes, yes. Um. So yeah. So John C. Riley digs him up in this ridiculous scene. Um. One of the uh, the vampanese attacks them. One of the vampanese. Um, um, which is like the worst name so apparently the vampires here are divided into the vampires and the vampanese and like i couldn't figure out like the vampanese are still vampires right yeah as far as i could tell or maybe they're like a different kind of vampires but they don't refer to themselves as vampires like at one point josh hutcherson is like why would you want to be a vampire when you could be a vampanese like, but like so what is it? Are you not vampires? I don't know. They're like a different kind of vampire, but 
like the only real difference about them is most of them are like really dirty looking or something. <laughs> and I guess also like the Vampanese like intentionally kill humans because they John C. Raleigh mentions that it's like, oh, yeah, like at one point we all figured out that you can just sort of knock someone out and drink some of their blood and then leave them and they'd be fine. And then nobody comes like trying to burn down your castle. And then some of us thought like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. And they're killing people. And that was like the big schism here. Uh, so the Vampanese are like very pro killing people. Right. They, and they're, they're evil. They're patently evil. Yeah. And so they're trying to, they're trying to get every vampire, every new vampire created over to their side. So the, as soon as they find out that Darren's been made a vampire, they're like sending someone out to come after them. Um, also, we have forgotten to mention Mr. Tiny so far. Uh, um, yeah, we have not talked about Mr. Tiny. Mr. Tiny is like this big fat guy who rides around in a limousine who is like, he's not a vampire, but he's like sort of trying to cause a war between the vampire sides. He like keeps egging it on. He's like pulling strings in the background. And one thing he does is like kidnapping um darren from the theater after the circus performance and then like taking him home after taking a piece of his hair it's very upsetting <laughs> i don't like nothing nothing really comes of that except that like he's like he knows who mr tiny is later. i think we need to remember that they were expecting to do at least three sequels to this yes movie. i think mean, that's that's the part of this is like very little happens in this movie so much of it is spent like building up the characters and like creating the world like getting to this big incident the end which is supposedly gonna kick off the whole thing because they were supposed to be three movies after this thing like yes. this wasn't even gonna be a trilogy there were gonna be four total movies right uh and they packed this thing with big stars. So this was going to, they were clearly hoping on this being a huge franchise, but it was not. Right. No, it was sure not. Mm. It did very poorly. So It did not even meet budget. Yeah. So they, they fight this guy. And one of the things that's revealed in here is that vampires kind of fight using their nails. Like they slash at stuff. Yeah. And also like they can run super fast. Vampires running fast is a pretty standard vampire thing yeah. these days. Um, yeah, that seems to be kind of like Twilight vampires and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it is like they fight like, like I don't know, like cheetah or cat people. Like they have like claws and they just like go at one another. Yeah, um, that shit is weird. Um, and also it seems like vampires in this universe can be killed like traditionally like you can kill a vampire the same way you kill a human yeah it's not it's not especially clear that there's any difference yeah because they're with fighting with knives at one point it's like john c Riley's trying to kill him with knives right and uh so what we know about vampires in this universe like, is they're still they still can't be out in sunlight unless you're a half vampire in which case you can um they still suck blood, but they don't have to kill people. Uh, they can bite people as like a weapon, but they mainly use their nails. And Which they is can, weird. yeah, and they can like run really fast. Yes. 
And if you're on the back of a vampire when they run really fast, you have to hold your breath, <laughs> which is the thing they made a point of. It comes up that. multiple times. You might get <laughs> nauseous if you don't. You might throw up. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they they survive this attack by like fast traveling in front of a truck and then like waiting until the guy shows up and then running away and he, so he gets hit by the truck. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. It's very upsetting. Mainly for the truck driver who just hit someone. Um, yeah, and then runs out and gets immediately bit by a vampire. Right. That's not really like a fun situation. But, you know. No, I'm pretty sure that guy died. Um, so, but the, yeah. They go to the Cirque du Freak camp. They go to the Cirque du Freak, and this was one of my favorite parts of the movie, when they show up at the Cirque du Freak. Because, like, the freaks are all pretty cool. There's a lot of interesting actors that they got to be in this movie as different freaks. Like, uh, Ken Watanabe is... What's his name? He's, like, the really tall guy with the big head. Um, He is Hibernius Tall. Hibernius Tall. Everyone has the best names in this thing. By the way, we should at least mention John C. Riley's name once. He is known as Krepsley in this film. He is Krepsley. <laughs> I kept thinking about Cropsy. I was like, okay. <laughs> Cropsy. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, yes. And um, Selma Hayek is Madame Truska the bearded lady who can also see the future, but she sees it in like a, um, what is it? Who's the, who's the one from Harry Potter who can see the future? Um, Trelawney. Yes. Professor Trelawney. And that she like, she'll like see it. She'll like go into a trance and like say a bunch of stuff. But when she comes back, she doesn't know what she said. Yeah. Yeah. She does. She doesn't know what she's seen already, but she she will tell you. She asks people like, "What did I say?" And right. sometimes, like Krepsley, like just straight up lies to her. One time, she's like, "She's like, I see destruction and death." And he's like, "What did I say?" He's like, "Oh, you said it was gonna be raining tomorrow. Don't worry, I'll stay inside. It's fine." <laughs> yes. Um, Orlando Jones is Alexander Ribs, who is the oh hung- yeah the hunger artist they yes. call him he's like yes. a guy who like has no torso it's just like a little line it's the strangest freaking thing well, it's Ugh. like just like his like spinal cord yeah it's literally him. just like a skin covered spinal cord i don't even yeah. know where he keeps his organs um, he doesn't. they appear to not be there it's there's upsetting. It, that one was one of the most upsetting ones there's a wolf man there is Ramus Two Bellies, who's literally just a guy with two bellies who eats a lot of stuff. Yes, and he has literally two stomachs. Um, there's also Jane Krakowski. Yes, Jane Krakowski, Krakowski plays. Um, She's the girl. She can limbs. regrow limbs. So she yeah. can regrow limbs. They use that in the first circus scene where, like, the wolf man bites off her arm, and it was like, "Oh my god!" Oh no, she's like. But it's fine. But I also Just like when she weirdly arm. goes up to like, you want to drink my blood? I can I can heal myself. And oh yeah. It's like mm. well, no, she <laughs> she she tells Darren like, oh, you can eat my hand if you. Yeah, <laughs> I can regrow it. And it's like what the fuck. <laughs> Oh, it's like you, really fucking weird. You just like, got here. You want to eat some hands? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, do vampires even eat flesh? Like, does that? No, they just drink blood. They just drink blood. Um. So yeah. And, oh, Kristen Shawl is in this as Gertha Teeth, which is just someone who has really big teeth. That's true. Yes, she is. <laughs> and she expresses at one point in the movie's like, I'm not even that much of a freak, really. Like, I just have big teeth. And then Darren is like, no, no, you're a freak. It's fine. And then she, like, starts making out with him. Yes. And she's like, no, 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 no I can't do that. We also... There's Patrick Fugit. Patrick Fugit is our the lizard man. Lizard man. lizard man. And my he is one of my favorite freak characters because he like he doesn't just want to be a freak show thing. Like No, he wants he wants to rock. Rock! He, he wants to rock. When he comes out, like he gets introduced in the first circus scene, which like happens at the beginning when Steve and Darren go to the circus. He gets introduced there as the lizard man, but he comes out with like a guitar and an amp and he's like, okay guys, they're like, this is my new album. And he like starts trying to play music. <laughs> it's like, yes, he does try. And he's trying to like have a snake play. Like there's a snake on the stage with him and he's like, <laughs> we're going to play this music now. Um, and the snake starts like eating his equipment. And then he's like, no, no, <laughs> no snake. No snack. No, um, snack. No snack. No. He really does look like Reptile from Mortal Kombat slash Snake Baby. Um, snake, <laughs> a snake Baby is the most alarming thing I've ever experienced. So I'm sorry that I brought that up on mm. anybody who's also traumatized by Snake Baby videos. Um, I also really like the little guys running around in robes. Uh, they look like little Star Wars characters. Like I, I felt like they were like something out of some sort of Star Wars. Yeah, movie. do they feel like um, Star Wars? Or another thing I thought of was like you know in um the the fourth harry potter movie when you see like voldemort is baby they, yes <laughs> they yes. look kind of like that they except like they're baby. like they're they're like all walking around in little robes like jawas or something yeah um and they like they, to bite that's yes, like they were they, they were like tricky about it they were like i'm your friend <laughs> and then you would get close to them and they would be like chomp because um, <laughs> like, one of them one of them bites Steve in like the whole sequence when they're trying to go to the circus he's like reaching down for his tickets and then it, the thing bites him on the hand and so then like later when Darren arrives at the camp and like the same one is there I don't even know what these things are called so it's going to be really hard to refer to these things I'm just going to call them Jawas because that's what they look like but so <laughs> Darren sees this Jawa there and He's like, like it, like the monkey girl is like the Java will show you to your, and he's like, okay. He starts falling along, and the Java like reaches out his hand, and he's like, oh no, I know better than to do that. Like I saw you bite Steve, and the Java starts like acting really sad, and he's like, ah. yep, and he's like, yep. okay, fine, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything. It's okay, I'm sure you're fine. And goes to reach for his hand, and the Jawa tries to bite him. Like right away, he's like, no, 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 <laughs> not bad. Um, those things are upsetting. I don't they're, understand what their point was. They're upsetting, and but they're and they end up being. Imp- oh yeah, um, they're very important. Yeah. So yeah, so they show he shows up at this freak camp, and the, these are all like the general cast of characters they run into. They also run into. Rebecca, the monkey girl, <laughs> who ends up in being important 
Um, sort of. Important sort of is a big important. word. But... She doesn't have a lot of a role in this, but she shows up at some important... My guess is that she was going to have an Im- a more important role in later movies. Um, yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think it's worth noting that she is called Monkey Girl solely because she has a tail, as though other animals in the animal kingdom don't have tails. <laughs> right. Oh, so, um, but I love... So, like, the first scene where she runs into Darren, like, she doesn't reveal that that's what she is. Like, he... like she just sort of shows up. She's supposed to show him to his room. And she's like, so what do you think about being here with all these freaks? He's like, I don't know. I'm kind of freaked out. She's like, uh, that's no, don't, don't say that. (laughs) And uh, and it's just like a really awkward moment where it's like clear, like he's not really comfortable with the freaks. He's like, Oh, but you're not a freak. Are you? She's like, I don't know. And and she just like kind of leaves because she's done with it and has the Jawa thing show him to his room. But then, like, later they have this moment in the wardrobing department, which she is apparently the head of. And she's like, I'm a monkey girl. Yes, <laughs> and like, she says that. Okay, I just want to be clear that she says, I'm a monkey girl. And she says that, that like, that's a phrase that makes sense to anyone. It's like, oh, of like, course, yes, a monkey girl. No one knows what a monkey girl means. <laughs> a monkey girl. She's like, he's like, what? She's like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's like this weird, awkward conversation. It's funny because it's like it's such a strange conversation, but it's one of the more realistic ones of the movie. It's like if there were a couple of teenagers talking to show like this, it would probably actually go like this. She's like, yeah, haha. And he's like, what? And she's like, what? Huh? It's <laughs> yeah. just this big moment where he's like, you're joking, right? She's like, huh? What? She's like, no. no? And then she it's mentions like, that she I, has a... I have a tail. Men- yes, she mentions that she has a tail, and he's like, "Haha, that's funny. You're kidding." She's like, "So like, yeah, no." Haha, no. <laughs> She's like, "Is that a problem?" <laughs> also, like, like the movie like, no, never. You're joking, right? <laughs> the movie never like explicitly reconciles with the fact that he like definitely like 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 judged her and committed like microaggressions against totally. the girl. Like, <laughs> like he was totally like. <laughs> not on board with the idea of her being a monkey like that entire time. Yeah. Which is very weird after the fact that he like shares a room with a human snake person. Like, and he's a vampire and he's a vampire. Well, that, that was another funny moment that I wrote down was like, he shows up and like the lizard guy is like, what kind of freak are you? He's like, I'm not a freak. I'm normal. He's like, really? He's like, well, I'm half vampire, but I'm completely normal. <laughs> it's like, that's not normal. It's in not. fact, I'd be like, I feel like in real life, you'd be more likely to run into a lizard man than a vampire. Like, cause like a lizard person is like something that would be at a freak show. It would really just be like someone with a skin condition, but sure. it would still be something you could run into in real life. But a vampire is not real. You are the freak in this situation. There are people who think they're vampires. That is true. That is very true. They're usually serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Richard Chase. Yeah. And by usually, I mean like every time. Like if you think you're a vampire, you probably murder humans almost exclusively. Well, there's yeah. also like a kink community, but we don't, we don't need to get into that right now. 
And King uh, Community is different. That's like a whole. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he shows up. There's the whole thing with the monkey girl and all that. And uh, there's like, I don't know. There's no like chemistry between him and the monkey girl, by the way. We have no, to establish that right here. definitely thinks that they are like a romantic interest. Like the movie wants that to be a thing. Right. So they've had all of two conversations at this point. That's what we have to establish um, very clearly. Oh, so Steve, Steve is meanwhile is back in the human world and is, is like trying to kill himself, but tiny stops him and like tells him all about like who he is and what he's about and how he's like manipulating things behind the scenes and how there's like going to be this big war between the vampires, and the vampanese but also says that like you could be a vampanese just because the vampires don't want you like the vampanese would definitely like welcome you in and so he and, and like he also teases him with the fact that like Darren's become a vampire because it was Steve's dream to become a vampire and Darren just sort of fell into this and Steve was always kind of jealous of Darren like he was like oh you have this perfect life and you have like everything that I want like a real family and like uh, like a good time at school and everything and friends. But now he's like, now um, Darren's taken something that he didn't even want that you really wanted. So right. don't you want to like get back at him? Isn't it also crazy that we're just supposed to accept that this like high school teenager was like, yeah, my one dream is to become a vampire. It was pretty but, ridiculous, but like what, like his motivations sort of made kind of sense. He was like, you know, my dad's dead. My mom's drunk. Like nobody wants me around. I have no friends. I just, I want to like belong somewhere. And that was like the plea he made to John C. Riley at the beginning of the movie. Who's like, make me a vampire because I want to belong to something bigger. Make me a yo-yo man, Mr. Yo-Yo Man. <laughs> um, um, he, yeah, like that, I, I, yes, I get his like motivation. Like he wants to leave his current life behind. That's like believable. It's just like ridiculous that we're supposed to be like, and these 16, 17 year old kids were just like, Yes, vampires are real, and you must be one of you. Um, <laughs> I know it, it. It is funny that like their interests, like it talks about them early on. It's like so. I should probably Dar- Darren Darren's voiceover. Every one of his voiceovers is fucking awful. By the way, like it's just the the worst reading of the lines, and also <laughs> like it rarely adds anything. Actually, need to see in voiceover, but this is one of the worst voiceover moments. Like before they go into the Cirque du Freak, he's like, I should probably explain this. Like, I'm really into spiders and Steve's really into vampires. It's like, okay, <laughs> why do right. we need to know that? <laughs> like, all, of that's, all of that stuff is like kind of shown later because Steve wants to be a vampire and because Darren is interested in the spider. But it literally adds nothing for him to just tell us that they're into that shit. And like, the fact that Darren is into spiders doesn't really end up meaning a lot other than he steals the spider that one time. Hey, maybe in the sequels, there is spider army. We always have to ask questions about the sequels because 
yes, we could go read the books, but we're not going to. <laughs> I don't. There's a chance. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I just, I cannot bring myself to. I do want to know what happens. So I, I'm I mean, interested. You don't want to know. You don't want to read the saga of Darren Shan by Darren Shan. It's so many books. That's the thing. It's so many books. If they, if I had to read like one or two books to find out what happens, I might. Or if I had to watch a bunch of movies, I could. Get but you have to watch like fuck. You have to read like twenty books. There's so many books in this thing. I was shocked to find out how many books are in this series. Uh, it's a lot. I don't like that. I just want to read the main trilogy. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe that'll tell you all you need to know. Anyway, so um, Steve becomes a Vampanese. And the way he turns into a Vampanese is it's kind of like a gang jump in. Like you see him in like this grungy hallway and all the vampires like stab him and like suck his blood and stuff. It's it's really creepy. But then like the first thing he does is go like kill his high school teacher. Yeah, that's a very upsetting situation. <laughs> Along with one of the other Vampanese. And the funniest part is that like one of the Vampanese I didn't really like teachers growing up. They beat me with sticks. It's like, dude, you're you're still carrying that around? That was like a hundred <laughs> Um So yeah, so that they kill that guy. And then, like, the Vampanese are, like, fully amped up. Now they're, like, they're trying to kidnap uh, Darren away because they know he's important. And they know he's not drinking blood, so he's weak. Um, So they're trying to steal him away from the Cirque, which is apparently a very big no-no. Like, there's apparently some truce going on where, like, anything like there's no cert grounds it's kind of like the hotel in the john wick movies it's like a neutral ground yeah uh, yeah but the the vampanese break that and they attack the um they attack the circus and they like they try to they get beat off by Krepsley. They chase after these people like the the vampires kidnap Darren's family and the monkey girl and they all show up at like this theater for a big showdown. Right. (laughs) That's like the the final showdown is is happening and it's just like Darren versus Josh Hutcherson. Like one thing I had to mention from when there's a point where like a lot of the freaks uh, confront the Vampanese around like a campfire or something in the circus and the one guy who has like his whole thing is he has like a really long head he says I'm gonna ram my head up your ass oh yes I forgot about that <laughs> it does say that <laughs> they all have like different threats based on what their powers are and he's just like I'm gonna ram my head up your ass Yes, that was such a weird thing for him to have said, too. I remember, like, pausing and rewinding, like, multiple times. I was like, did he say that? Did he say he was going to ram his head up somebody's ass? (laughs) He did. Also, at some point in this whole section, it's revealed that vampires can exhale knockout gas. But it literally does not show up anywhere else in the movie. (laughs) So it's completely pointless. Um... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh my god um so yeah they show up at the 
at the theater and Josh Hutcherson is like all smug as shit on the stage. And this is where he reveals that he's become a vampanese to Darren. And he's just like, hey, guys, I'm the cool vampire now. He's like so slick and stuff. And I'm just like, God damn, he's just acting the hell out of this compared to <laughs> the guy who's playing Darren. Because he's all right. like, no, Steve, you didn't have to do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like dude, fuck off. You're making me root <laughs> the bad guy here because at least he's <laughs> delivering his lines believably. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they they fight and like Krepsley and the maid Vampanese guy fight. And like I said, it's kind of funny because it's clear that you can kill them by conventional means because they're like trying to stab each other and they're like really good at avoiding it, obviously, because they're vampires. They keep catching the daggers that are thrown and stuff like that. But every time they get stabbed, it like it actually hurts them. And right. it's not like they're not using like a wooden stake or they're silver or something. They're just using knives. Um, but it's apparently enough to hurt them. And uh, there, there's this big fight during which Darren has to finally drink blood, which he's been avoiding because he wants to hold on to what makes him human. And uh, it's the monkey girl. Yep, offers she offers her blood. Offers him her blood. He's like, I can't do it. She's like, I'm literally offering you my blood. You're not killing anyone. You're not taking anything from anyone unwillingly. You are being offered blood and you still won't do it. He's like, I don't want to take away what makes me human. He's like, what? She's like, what if what makes you human is not about like what you are, but about who you are on the inside? I'm like, well, that literally, that doesn't make any sense in this context, but whatever. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how, is that? how are you human on the inside? I don't know. Like, what is human versus vampire in this context? No one does. No. Yeah, I, I I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but whatever. So he finally he drinks her blood. He gains the full vampire powers. He's able to fight off um, Steve, and uh, meanwhile John C. Riley kills the main Volturi. Oh, sorry, Vampanese. Volturi. <laughs> Vampanese. Wow. The main Vampanese. Um, and then like the, the funniest part. <laughs> Is when Josh Hutcherson and um, and Darren are like really going at it, and they're using like their speed power, and they're like running at each other, and like Tiny is just like stop, <laughs> and apparently he has the power to stop them, like deactivate their powers and just make them drop to the ground. Yes, <laughs> that's very interesting. Like. Because he was all like, oh, I'm not a vampire. I'm not a vampire. Special. I'm just very interested in all of this. But he clearly has some sort of powers. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know really where they come from if he's not a vampire. But maybe we'll find out in the subsequent films in the uh, Cirque yes. de Freak series. All those films that exist. <laughs> but... Yeah, so anyway, Tiny's goals have actually kind of been accomplished because he wanted to start a war with vampires. And now John C. Riley's killed the leader of the Vampanese. So he's like, they're gonna <laughs> they're going to there's going to be a war between the vampires and the Vampanese now because the Vampanese will get their revenge. And <laughs> this is like the one <laughs> cool moment 
that uh, Darren has in the entire movie is like, there won't be a war if nobody finds out about it. And that's when he attacks uh, Steve. But then he gets stopped by uh, Tiny. And then he's just like, no. And then they just leave. And then, like, <laughs> that's that's just it. Like, yeah. They leave. Um, and then they hypnotize Darren's family to forget about um the whole thing the but, whole affair yeah but uh john c raleigh is like well you know the memories may fade but the emotions they stay because it's harder to get rid of those like okay yeah <laughs> they'll somehow they'll still know that you're alive somewhere yeah it's like what, what are they gonna do like feel sudden like panic and anxiety about like being trapped or something and they that's the real why. up like i guess that's the upshot is that they know that Darren's still alive, even though they don't know a thing about him being a vampire or anything. Uh, and then, <laughs> then there's the romantic moment of the movie, uh, where outside of the um, of the theater, <laughs> Darren to the monkey girl is just like, "Can I kiss you now?" And the monkey girl is like, "Darren, I let you drink my blood. Sure, you can kiss me." <laughs> Because of course that follows, you know. Oh, you know, we're drinking blood, so yes, obviously, I would only let someone drink my blood if we were going to make out later, and that's what's happening now. Um, <laughs> and so they share what is described on Wikipedia as a long, heartfelt kiss. Um, mm, okay, not buying it. <laughs> no. There is no chemistry in this couple at all. Uh, like, as we made clear, they've had two conversations up to now. I'm not buying it at all. Also, one of those conversations, he, like, subtly put her down as, like, a freak. I'm not on board with this coupling. No. Whatever. They go back to the freak camp. Darren gets his own coffin. And, um, what's his name? Uh, Willem Dafoe shows up. To like say like oh so the war is on now uh when are you gonna tell him it's like let's tell him tomorrow like he deserves a day of rest so there's obviously gonna be a war of the vampires now and that's gonna happen in the next movie in Cirque de Freak 2 whenever that comes out what you know whenever is a big word yeah yeah, because this movie made um, $39.2 million on a $40 million budget, mm. which is quite bad. That's did not bad. even Did not even make the budget back. Um, I would say, it, like, it's kind of unfortunate. I don't know. I feel it. So I kind of enjoyed this. I feel like I would have definitely enjoyed it a lot more if I was a teenager. <laughs> Which is clearly the yeah, audience. I'm surprised I didn't watch it when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I mean, this, I, well, this I was a teenager out, in '09 for me, but um, this came out when I was 21, so uh, yeah. it wasn't. It was I was already at target demographic 10 years ago, um, but I still found it fun. You know, I I didn't find the characters, at least the main characters, particularly interesting, but uh, John C. Riley really fucking killed it. And yes, he, he was yeah. so cool. He's always so good. And he even brought it for this weird ass movie. Imagine like bringing it for this movie. I, <laughs> I think it's just a shame that this movie like had like, there's like potential for such a good, like takeoff premise here. Like you could go so many places with this and it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's mainly because the movie like marketed itself as like teen drama in the late 2000s, probably. I'm sure, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, in that part, it's kind of hard to uh, separate from the material. It's definitely there. This is definitely like the material is written for teenagers. The leads are teenagers. It's supposed to be for teenagers. But right. yeah, I, I think I, I like the, the whole freak backdrop, the war between the vampire factions. It's interesting stuff. Um, and it didn't, you know, it didn't get as cringy as like Twilight did for me. It was just Twilight is its own <laughs> level of bad. But. It was just that like the characters weren't, some of them weren't particularly interesting, but I would I would watch another one of these movies if it came out. I would say that I'm not about to go read through God like however many books there are. Don't say don't. Four, five, don't six, do it, seven, eight, nine, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, like sixteen different books. I don't know how many of these are like necessary to understand the whole um, like saga, but. It's just, it seems like a lot and it's not my kind of stuff to begin with, right. but I mean, the movie was not bad. It was not great, but it was not bad either. Um. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know if I would say it wasn't bad, but I would say it was fun. It was definitely fun. So yeah, that is, that is Cirque de Freak. I mean, if you like vampire, yaw type stuff, I'd say check it out. I definitely I feel like I definitely recommend Countdown over this one. I don't this one has a very niche audience. Um especially it especially helps if you're into trash. Like yes. <laughs> yes. Which you know, if you're listening to us you probably are. You might be a little bit. You if you're starting to pick up on the general vibe here, uh we're into trash. And we encourage, we encourage other people to be into trash too because we life's too short and there's so much trash out there. Why waste your time being disappointed by movies when you can just enjoy the trash that they are? I was going to say, when well, you can just go in with zero expectations and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're never going to be disappointed if you go in with no expectations. Right. And exactly. I was not disappointed by this movie. It was pretty fun. So yeah, uh, that's us for this week. This has been quite the journey. Uh, it has. We're sort of just clearing out the pipes here after a long break. And um, hopefully we'll be back to you soon after this one. I'm sure we will. Things will be more regular now. I'm starting to get settled into this new place here. I'm yeah. in my secure bunker. So, uh, less yay. My pot, my podcasting bunker. Um, we're gonna do it. We're gonna bring this back, and we're gonna we're gonna fight through the boredom of quarantine. You know, we hope you're doing well out there, and uh, hit us up if there's anything you want us to talk about, or if there's anything interesting that you've been watching. Yeah, realistically, if you have suggestions, we're (laughs) we're taking them. We are plenty flexible right now. Yeah. Yeah, and as usual, you can find us on uh, Twitter at BuzzedOnMovies. You can also email us, uh, BuzzedOnMovies at gmail.com. We're on all the major podcast platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts. RIP Google Play Music. That is apparently no more. Um, Rip. But we are we are still on those. And um, if you like what we're doing, leave us a, a review, preferably on Apple. But whatever platform you use is fine. And until next time, keep watching those movies. Oh, you changed it without warning me. Um, <laughs> I like to do that. We can't see people at the movies. Right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep watching those movies. Um, I don't like saying it, but keep watching <laughs> those movies. Keep watching those movies.